think that um, whenever there's a discussion about economics, um, publicly people tend to characterize it as a fight. Um, me personally, I have great confidence that we'll reach an agree agreement with the Players Association, um, both that um, it's safe to come back to work and work out the economic issues that need to be resolved. That's baseball commissioner Rob Manford confident that like a deal that. can get done. Confident. He's positive. If he's confident, I'm confident. It's not a fight, guys. It's a discussion between wow. the owners and the player union. I think it's Are a great sure it's not a rumble? Not yet. It's nah. too early for a rumble. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for a rumble yet. Next week is the rumble. Maybe. Let's get health out of the way first, right? You figure that stuff out, uh, which at least they, they appear to be on the right track with that. Then we rumble over pay, but hopefully behind closed doors because, you know, uh, the players are taking some hits here recently. Uh, big time. Players continue to lose in the court of public perception. I don't know that if, if that's going to change. <laughs> I, I, it probably doesn't matter. And, Raj, you've made that point over the last couple of days. It, it doesn't matter. But, it, nevertheless, the, the owners continue to score uh, while the players are on Twitch. And it doesn't really matter if they're supporting each other that much. The intenders can to just look like the good guys and almost victims. When it comes to baseball fans. Did you say victims? Yes. Are we going billionaire victims is what we're doing? I think so. That's pushing it. I, I was I was with you for a second with the court of public opinion. Ranji lost me with the victims. Yeah, uh, short of the owners coming out individually and saying, look, here's the deal. Panhandling. Usually, yeah, here, here's the deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> DeWitt's on the corner down there by Ballpark Village. Well, that's not where I was going. Just some change. <laughs> Trying try to get baseball oh back. Oh, my God. He's a... He's on the on-ramp to 40, like between the ballpark and uh, Enterprise Center with up. a cup in his hand. Um, no, I, I think it would, uh, short of all the owners coming out and, and on camera so everybody can see their faces saying, look, we're used to making this. We are accustomed to this kind of money we're going to make every year. And, you know, we're just not going to make that kind of money. And so Sounds we're like going to take settlement. Yeah, right. Like we're going to take it. this lifestyle. So that's I was just thinking of the Chris <laughs> Rock. Money? Uh, so aside from them or short of them doing that and saying, look, this is we are used to making one or $500 million a year, and we're only going to make $400 million a year. So, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. Short of them doing that publicly, there is no way the players can win this public battle. There just isn't. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter if they stay quiet. It doesn't matter if they uh, push back but uh, have other people do it, like the attorneys that are that are on their side doing it for them, no matter what, the players are going to look bad to the public unless they were to say, yeah, whatever you want to do, we just want to play baseball. That's all anybody wants to hear. They don't want to hear what they are worth. They don't want to hear what they deserve. They don't want to hear what was agreed upon already. All people want to hear is players say, I just can't wait to get back to playing the game, and I feel fortunate that I get to do this for a living, so whatever it takes, let's go. That's all people care about. Minus the whatever it takes, they're kind of saying that. We're ready to rock and roll. Pay me. And by the way, I firmly stand behind that. Pay me. Even though Snell, Snell's stuff was not great. 
overall. Okay. That was terrible. It's no, a terrible no, look. He was honest. It was awesome. It's I love that he was honest look. about it. It wasn't a sit down with Jeff Passan. He was playing against JoJo 500 on Twitch. Okay? You know Twitch is being broadcast. Well, he forgets sometimes. You put those headsets on, you're playing against those kids that are shooting you in the face at Call of Duty or whatever you're playing. And, and then, then, then the name, words come out and then they yeah, talk about your calling. mama and you know that they're 10 or 11 but then you say stuff to them because you figure nobody knows who I am but you're Blake Snell and then everybody knows who you are. Look, there's a little bit of an issue there. But the root of what he was saying, the Cliff version. Cliff Notes? Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I Cliff's used to. No, like Cliff's Notes. Who's Cliff? I don't know. Floyd. Cliff Floyd's Notes. Cliff's um, Notes. To, to uh, encompass what he said, there's a lot of risk involved, more risk than there ever has been, which he said, maybe not so eloquently, and there is way less money involved than there has ever been before, so why? You know what? Here's what I don't really understand so much. How come in every other uh, aspect of American life, we are all of the mindset of we are out to get ours? And that's okay. That's what you're supposed to do because we are a capitalist society. So you go get, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to go out there and I want what I am owed. Why is that true for everybody except for athletes? Because it's not America's pastime. And everybody else's job, we don't feel like we have a right to watch it or a want to watch it or a need to watch it. I think that's the biggest thing. It's There is that feeling that watching sports is owed to you. Like the dance clown for me. Now, I do get that you are helping pay these guys' salary. If there's no fan, there is no athlete who is bitching on Twitch about the money that he's making. I get it. But guess what? They have a skill set that you don't have. That's why you want to see it. I pay for movies because uh, there are some actors that would be drafted in the first round of an actor draft that I'd want to see. Denzel Washington, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Daniel among others. Or even the second or third, fourth, or, fifth round. It doesn't Oregon matter. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is Not one of those person. guys. And, and you know why I want to pay to watch it is I, I can't do stuff like that. I mean, I, I, that's entertainment that I can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole different thing. I I understand frustration. I understand the idea that you don't make that much money. You work your tail off. But come on, these are these are people that do things that you can't do, and you like to watch it. Do you guys do you guys think that Blake Snell has done a good job for the players and speaking up for them? No, not the I, way that he did it. No, and, and, but again, I don't think it matters. It does matter. What what, what would he have said uh, short of what I said? That would have made everybody change their minds about it. And the only thing that he could have said to appease people is, I don't care. I just want to play. That's the only thing he can say. It doesn't matter if he says all of the things he did yesterday or the day before in the most diplomatic manner and laid out exactly why they deserve what they deserve. It doesn't matter how he did it. He wasn't going to win the public battle. Here's where, to me, Anthony, where Blake Snell screwed up the most. And we get a text message along these lines to the Air Comfort Service text line, 65780. Keep that coming all day long, by the way. If you've got opinions, send them our way, and, and we'll kick stuff out there. The biggest uh, thing, biggest misconception overall is that the players want all of their money. And he fed into that misconception because he basically said, look, I signed a contract for $7 million. I want all $7 million. I don't even want half of that. That's not what the players believe they agreed to about a month ago. Everybody else is pretty much in line with the idea of, hey, we, we're 
we signed for prorated uh, half of our term, basically. We'll we'll pay for that because we do get that text in that says, why should you make $7 million if you're only paying half, playing half the year? I get it. I understand that he was wrong on that aspect. But the fact that he's taking a risk and taking a lot less money, that, those are relevant points, even though he didn't say them eloquently. Forget public perception. Do you guys think that Blake Snell and or Trevor Bauer and or Bryce, Bryce Harper, Harper, who said he ain't wrong? Okay. Do you forget He's one pu- of your biggest stars? Forget public perception. Do you guys feel as though that they have done a, a good job of protecting players? I think that the union has done a very good job of not leaking crap out into the streets like the owners have. Okay. So they're actually trying to do this stuff behind board and stuff keeps getting out. Sure. We'll address that in a second. Do you think that Blake Snell has done a good job, or any player that has spoken out, has done a representative job uh, for the players? Blake Snell, I, t- I just said that. He didn't do a good job with, with what he did. I think Trevor Bauer's doing a fantastic job of speaking out for the players. And, and he had a tweet, and I'll just paraphrase it really quickly. Uh, he was asked by a father, what do I tell my son, my 15-year-old son who plays baseball, loves it to death, he plays it for free, he just loves the game, and you're his idol. What do I tell him about these circumstances? And to paraphrase, Trevor Bauer said, you tell him that y- your son has value. And his skill set is a beautiful thing, and he should never be taken advantage of. That's what you tell him. And I I think that he's doing a great job. His exact words were, uh, tell your son that his skills have value and he shouldn't let people take advantage of him. That is a great message. And the coach responded back with this. Totally agree, man, but let me tell you, my son works hard at everything he does. His academics, his craft, and he lends a hand with the family small business. He's not blind to the value of self, just needs to see those above him aspire to inspire. So here's Trevor Bauer. And and I think this, this exchange here is a microcosm of the entire country. Because here's Bauer giving a reasonable explanation as to why uh, players are arguing for what they're arguing for, and that coach still didn't get it. That, 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 that guy, that father, still did not understand it. I just don't think anything the players say, other than, hey, I don't care how much I get paid, this is a game and I'm lucky to play it, that's the only thing they can say to make people happy. 213, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. I want to stick on this subject for a second. There's a reason why I'm asking both of you if you feel as though that guys like Bauer or Blake Snell, and the answer was no for BT, are doing a representative job for the players. I'm going to get to that next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. So we haven't even had time yet to really go through the whole agreement. You see what, what all's in it and, and all that. We just know what's been made public which is not how you're supposed to negotiate. The intention seemingly being to, you know, pit the owners uh, on the right side of things and the players as the greedy ones or the ones who are, you know, asking for more or whatever. That was Trevor Bauer on Tiki and Tierney on CBS talking about how a lot of this has been made public by the owners, and BT, you had mentioned this. The debate... The fight, the non-fight, just a discussion, whatever you want to phrase yeah, it as. That's correct. That's it, what it's supposed to be. It was dragged out into the public, of course, by the owners. And any labor dispute will be. Certainly. Let's forget the public perception for a second, because, look, the owners are winning, period. Yeah. End of story. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, and at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. 
Here's what I haven't heard from Trevor Bauer or Blake Snell or Bryce Harper. Or didn't Mike Trout, correct me if I'm wrong, say something at some point, maybe a month ago? He mentioned that he was not in favor of the biodome idea. Basically, right. being away from his family, he was not in on. He and Kershaw said that. Okay. What are these players doing for the guy making 560000 not the guy making $50 million over five years? That's not this argument, in my opinion. That, that's not this. That is next year. To me, that's 2021. That comes to the CBA. I really think that has very little to do with what a returning to work looks like, personally. But in in fighting for what they're fighting for, and the way that they're doing it as a whole, in its entirety, if in you will, yes. uh, it, I think is the right way as as fair as quietly as possible. We're just trying to get our we're, we're leaning on our union. I got a text a minute ago, Brad. What would you do if you were still playing? And you were in this situation. It was from Jody. Appreciate your text. 65780 Air Comfort Service. Text line. Keep them coming. Uh, And I told Jody that. I said, I personally, I would lean on my union. I I would talk to my reps. And I would fall in line with what our goal is. I wouldn't be publicly outspoken about it. And my role would never have been to be that guy. What what, what do we uh, do? We want to talk to the guy that that comes in and gets sent down to Memphis a lot about this? No, not really. Probably not. But to me, they're still helping out that guy, Ranj, the guy that's making the minimum, the lowest amount of money. And it's still a lot of money, but they're still helping out that guy by digging in and saying, hey, we need to make the full amount that we are going to make. This isn't about necessarily Mookie Betts making every penny or Mike Trout making every prorated penny. It's about all of us. Like This is as much of a group effort as you could possibly have in this situation. It's probably not going to be good for the guys who only make half a mil um, in the short term for this year. It's not going to be good for them because those guys who haven't been big leaguers for very long do not have a bank account with um, you know seven or eight figures in it that they can fall back on, where it's not a big deal if they're not getting income right now. Those guys are going to hurt, relatively speaking, they're going to hurt a little bit more than everybody else they're gonna hurt a lot more job of the union is greater but 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 moving forward for next year it's not going to make their situation any better if all of the other players the well-paid players cave right now because i i still am a firm believer that as much as the owners are trying to make this out to be a this is for this season only guys we only want to do this for this season I do not trust them going into 20 uh, after this season is over going into 2021. I do not trust them to honor that and to say okay, we're going to start back where we were 2019 levels and we're well, negotiating the current from CBA. Yeah, you, you have to. You would be making a one-year concession. It's not a trust factory. It would be a, a this oh, is no, on I, paper I, concession. I see what you're saying. What what I'm saying though is when cuz they've been so good at contracts thus far. Right, and I don't see them arguing in good faith next year going into it. You can't, you can't force them how to argue or what they're going to argue for. And I think that anything that they do this year that sets players back, um, obviously you're only going to get paid half of your salary. Set if, who back, though? What do you mean? You said set players back. It sets I, everybody back. I don't think yeah. it sets everybody back. How does it not? I think that if you, correct me if I'm wrong, if they don't play, how much, how much are the players making? Uh, very little. Nothing. 
Well, there, there's a there's an allowance of, of money that paid, for, paid back. Yeah, 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 okay, right, but a very little amount, right? right? I think what my point is, I think what these players that are speaking out, what they're going for, and the fight against the salary cap is for the high end players. Why? Explain. If there's no salary cap, there's no salary floor. Correct. We're talking about this year. We're not talking about the next CBA. We're talking okay. about right here, right now. So let's talk about this year. Okay. They're not really making anything, correct? Correct. Okay. So when Trevor Bauer says something at 33, almost $34 million in his career, or Blake Snell says something, or Bryce Harper says something, they're fighting for the higher end players. I haven't heard them say anything no, about the guy trying I, to I make it. I, I think everybody's that. included in that. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's, it's hiring How? guys speaking up because it's always a guy making the minimum is not going to speak up. That guy, a, a guy in the office that just gets hired at Hubbard Radio, guess what? He's not going to speak up. So, that, that's just how things work. Anyhow, so that Blake doesn't Snell mean that should probably say something for that guy as well, right? He is. Well, I He's think talking he is, for everybody yeah. by saying that we're not we're not going to come back. We're not going to come back. If, and what you're glossing over again is the the idea of the health issue. Issue, right, like that—that that is part of it, and that, that's something. That, while again, he didn't put out there great, uh, but he did mention the fact that we're going out here and we're risking ourselves. Whether you're listening right now and believe that that what they would do is risk something, I get it. We got frontline workers that are listening right now, and you are far more at risk than these baseball players were, will ever be. But. That's the that's the crux of it is we are going out here and we is not us rich players. We is us making the minimum. Also, we are all going out, putting everything that we have into this, risking ourselves and we expect to be compensated. So I don't understand the, the thought, Anthony, of it's just high end that, that they're taking care of. It's all our salaries. It's everybody's. The guy making $560,000 at the minimum, unless he's a bonus baby, that's a ish load of money to him, too. And he wants every bit of that if he's going to go out and work or every bit of the prorated and amount. he needs a season for that to make that money. Yeah, but, but the the job of a union is not to just say, all right, well, let's, t- let's patchwork this year. As soon as, to Roger's point, as soon as you make a, any little concession, then all of a sudden that, that little concession is used against you. And we can look at the salary cap in the next CBA and say but we're protecting. I thought protecting. it was just for this year, though. That's the art. You, you, you got me on that twice. I, I did say for this year, and, I, and, I, and but I'm, I'm leaning towards, I, I was going back to your initial point. I'm saying you could do this next year. You could look and say the players are, the high-end players are, are watching their ass because they don't want a salary cap in the future. If that's your argument in one year, you're right. They don't want that. But right now, their argument is every one of us that go out and play, we should receive a prorated amount of what our salary is. The fact that we're not having fans in, Look, it is what it is. We're, we're risking ourselves. You know that they are not. And uh, I know that a lot of people here in looking at this situation feel like they are risking themselves if they have to go to work, as you've mentioned, you know, the frontline workers, the people who work in grocery stores. And so they don't sympathize much with baseball players in this. And I totally get that. Baseball players are athletes, but that is not to say that they are not affected 
if they happen to get infected by this. You know, it might just go through them and, and they have mild symptoms and then they're good to go afterwards. Or they could have lasting effects where they still have lung issues for quite some time. I just read a story about a, a marathon runner who's 30, like like 31 years old, and she runs uh, 10 miles every other day or something, and she can't go two blocks now. And it was it was a month ago she had this thing. And... You think that can't happen to a major leaguer and they're not aware of it? I'm sure most guys are willing to just take that risk and move on. They'll say, screw it, I don't care, I just want to play. But they are keenly aware there is still a risk. And Major League Baseball is doing all of this stuff, and they have an 80 to 90-page document that outlines what their their plans are for this. You're not putting that together unless you know there's some real risk for players involved. So this has to be factored in. You can't just think about... The fact there's only half the season, you have to think about the fact the players are putting themselves at risk whether or not you think they are. They are. That's Chris Ranji, Brad Thompson, and Anthony Stalters, the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Dan McLaughlin's going to join us next. How will the broadcast, if there's going to be baseball in 2020, how will the broadcast be impacted? Well, no better man to talk to about that than Dan McLaughlin. He joins us here in the Fastlane next on 101 ESPN. Now it's time for the Danny Mac Report. This is Cards. It's history. As we give you the lowdown on everything cards. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate your car to Goodwill. It is quick, easy, and towing is free. The St. Louis Cardinals. National League Central Division Champions. With Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Chris Ranchi. I'm Anthony Stolter. If you missed Scoops with Danny Mac this morning when Dan McLaughlin chats with Chris Pronger on what it means to have his jersey retired by the Blues and uh, his comments on Blake Snell, you can head to 101ESPN.com and check out Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast. And Dan McLaughlin joins us right now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And Dan, I know you were hot on the Blake Snell comments. Uh, <laughs> what... What bothered you the most about the way that Blake Snell took to Twitch to air out some disagreements that he's had with the owners? Well, first of all, uh, is this a happy Friday or a good feel Friday? What, it's what whatever good, feel it's good, good Friday. Friday. Be, Absolutely. Yeah. Feel good Friday. Got yeah. it. Um, well, I'll say this. I don't necessarily think what he is thinking is wrong. As a matter of fact, I think there's a lot of truth to what he had to say. I didn't like them in the tone, tone that it was delivered. And, and it's just, you know, when you're talking about the, the court of public opinion, and, again, the court of public opinion is not paying your salary, so I get that. But you're going to hear that players are greedy, and you're going to hear that players, all they want is their own, and, and i got to get mine. I, I don't think that, that flies right now. I mean, this is a different deal than we've always you know heard about and so <clears throat> I, I didn't think it was great um and especially it's not going to fly you know when you think about snell who's got a 50 million dollar deal now he's been paid in advance of two hundred and eighty six thousand dollars for the first 60 days of the season which was collectively bargained um and he went into spring training did his work and then you know everything shut down with the pandemic and he's due to make now, if they come back and play, under the current agreement, about $43,000 a day. And so when you say that to the average person, the average fan, the average American, when unemployment is skyrocketing and it's a rate of over 14, 
that's just not going to fly. So, again, he's on Twitch, but yet people, you know, they can see it. It's public. It got out. It's just not a good look. And, and my thing has been always this. The health and safety of the players is number one. That is clearly number one. Uh, and number two, whether we like it or not, it's going to be the economics of this agreement between the Players Association and Major League Baseball. And fans don't want to hear that right now. Usually they don't want to hear it anyway. I mean, it just is what it is. But I'll, I'll say this. Like when Garrett Cole gets paid whatever that deal was, 330 or 340 or whatever it was over how many years it was, uh, he's worth it because somebody paid him. Now, from the player's perspective, I can go back and say, do we really want to give up this particular point in the you know discussion that we're at right now on May 15th and have it come up again in May 15th of 2021? And I would say no. But these are unique circumstances, and that would concern me. Um, but I just, I just thought how it was delivered, the tone, and you know, when you say I got to get mine, man, that's that's just not going to fly with the public. It's just, it's just not. Again, I get what he's saying. I think a lot of players would agree with him, and in many ways, I do too. But when you deliver that publicly. It's not going to be great. So I, I do think the you know executive committee of the Players Association, at least I would, I would have been on the phone this morning and saying to my, my players, please do not talk about this. If we're asked about it, just say no comment. We hope there's a season. We're going to get it worked out. We want to play baseball. Um, but it was just an unfortunate thing that came out, and it just – it just really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I, I will say, I think the forum matters a little bit. This wasn't Snell sitting down with Jeff Passan to, like, talk about this. It was somebody asked him a question while he's playing video games, and he was way too honest, way too damn honest. Uh, Let me but, ask you this, though, Brad. Yeah. I, I know where you're going with this, but don't you think, though, you have to be on your toes? Yeah, you right? do, but, mean, but he's human, too, like anybody else. You're right. You're right. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I just think that, I think to the greater point, you, you just tell your your union brethren, just be careful. No Please, twitching. Just, just don't comment on it. You know, if you're on the phone with your mom or your dad or your wife, that's one thing. But understand, if you're on a Twitch or you want to comment on uh, Twitter or Facebook, before you hit send, just think about what you're doing because you are not going to win. Just just tell them that. In the court of public opinion, you as a player are not going to win. A lot of people are going to think that you're being greedy. And so just just don't do it. Just yeah. say, look, I've got no comment. You know, our, our, our executive committee is going to handle that. And I can't wait to get baseball back for the American public. And I think it's great if we do. And, uh, and secondly, and, and most importantly, the health and safety of, of my union brethren is number one. We're going to work that out with the, with the, with the owners. Um, and if you're a fan out there, hang with us. You know, hang with us. Hang with them. 
we're, we're going to try to get baseball out there for you. And I, I just think that needs to be a point that's driven home. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. No, I, I get it. I think it's hard, Dan, when you when you look at, at one side and you feel like you're constantly being slandered or stuff that your yeah. union is telling you, say, hey, don't say anything about it. Then you read uh, about an unnamed MLB attorney who is telling Bob Nightingale at USA Today that it's time to get together and do good things for the country and get people back to baseball. Like, if I'm reading that as a player of the union, like, that's bull. Like, like we want baseball, too, but we don't want it to be feel like we're on an unlevel playing field. And I want to ask you, when you look at this, do you believe that, that health concerns and greed, the line there is getting blurred quite a bit? Because I do, and firmly, I'm firmly in the camp of the players here, Dan, as you know. But I feel sure. like that line is getting blurred a lot for people. Well, well, let me say this: more times than not, I'm on the fans uh, on the side of a lot of fans that want to disagree with me or not. But I'm on the side of the player. I, I'm, I'm all about you know free enterprise. And if I'm the elite in the world at what I do, and there's only a handful of people that can do what I do, uh, whether it's pitching, hitting, catching, whatever, you know, my window to make money as an individual is small. So. I'm on that side of the player. I'm like, look, I'm going to get the most money I can because my career could be, you know, on average, I think it's about four years, if that. And if I'm really good, it's maybe seven to ten. And if I'm exceptional, like a Yachty and some of the others, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's 15 to 20. So i got to get what I can get. If, if I'm going to live my lifespan, uh, lifespan is 80 years and, you know, 20 of those years are, are spent playing baseball, at least, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get the most I can. And to your point, Brad, I, I do think it's been blurred a little bit. And even in, in Blake Snell's comments, I think it was blurred a little bit because if somebody was on there on his Twitch, they would have said, now, hold on, now, wait a minute. So if you get paid in full, you're okay to go out there and risk your life. And his answer by his comments would have been, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, please do, because I think it's a sensitive subject, would have been, yeah, I'm ready to go out there because I've already given up, you know, and, and taken a rebate on what I was supposed to get. But yet, now you're bringing up the health issue if you're not being paid in full and you're getting cut and get uh, cut again. And and that's where I think that's the problem with this is that it's not an either or. And I, I don't mean to sound like a guy that's, you know, on the fence. And I get it that we're on, you know, talk radio and we should take one side and, and make an argument and that kind of thing. I see both sides. We're in a pandemic. Uh, you know, Rob Manfred went on CNN last night and said owners may lose in upwards of $4 billion. And if you're a player, if you don't play this year, you've got nothing coming in. I, I see both sides. I really do. It's a very difficult situation. Um, I, I just thought how he delivered that statement, the tone in which it was delivered, which is a lot of the, the PR of this, was poor. Uh, if you went to the, your local grocer and the guy checking out, you know, what you're doing, he's putting himself on the line. There are frontline workers putting themselves on the line. And if you said to somebody, hey, by the way, for the next 60 days, you're going to make, make a quarter of a million dollars and you don't have to do a lot. Matter of fact, you don't have to do anything. You know, where do I sign up? And so that's what a lot of people read. Now, there's the owner side of this. And a lot of these guys, you know, have made a ton of money, and I get that. And so you agree to this deal with the players. Why should the players have to give in? I understand that, too. So I get both sides of it. It's very difficult. It's just 
you know, me as a as a Cardinal broadcaster, I want to see baseball. I, I know fans want to see it, and I realize it's a lot easier <clears throat> to say, well, just get out there and play. You know, that that's really the easy statement, right, Brad? Hey, Brad, you know, go out there and play. Shut well, up and play, yeah. Yeah, I mean, from your perspective, you're saying, well, Dan, I, I get it. I want to play, but, you know, my, my shelf life is not very long, so I got to I gotta get what I can. That's the truth. I, I get it, man. I, I really do. It's, it's kind of a difficult thing. I just thought his comments, the way it was delivered, the tone it was delivered, is it, just not going to sell for the American public. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's how I feel. Well, here's where I get hung up on this. <laughs> I think that no matter what the players do right now, it's not going to it's not going to favor them in terms of perception. If we're talking about PR only right now, let me ask you it, this though, Ron. Just just to interrupt real quickly. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this: if if Blake Snell was asked on that Twitch, um, you know, about coming back and playing, and if he just said, "Look, man, I want to play. I can't wait to play. I don't know what the parameters are financially for us, but the bottom line is, I, I want to play. But I'm going to leave that to you know." the executive committee but man we want to play what would you be saying today i think it sounds better but here's where i'm taking it if it ends up happening that and i i think they're going to get something done i think they'll get it I figured out I, if, I really if, do. Yeah. if it comes to compensation that's the that is the hurdle i think they will figure out I, I, you know testing and all that other stuff i don't really know but as far as compensation goes i think they'll get it figured out if it so happens though that they don't figure it out it's going to be because the players did not cave into this, I think. And if they don't cave into this, no matter what they did leading up to it, whether they said all the right things, hey, I just want to go out there, I just want to play, whatever it takes, I'll, I'll do it. Hey, I'm just going to leave it up to the union and, and let those reps figure it out, whatever it is. Or if they went the Blake Snell route, to me, I don't think it matters. People are still going to blame the players. So my question is, what could the players do? to win public perception if it ends up that they can't reach an agreement? I would tell my union, um, unless you're on the you know, executive committee, committee I, I would tell them, be quiet. Uh, if you want to do interviews, that's fine. If you're asked about the economics of the situation, uh, refer to the executive committee, and I would let my executive committee try to spin the PR of this. And, and that would be, to answer your question, that's how I would do it. Because both sides can spin it different ways, in my opinion, um, to sway the public. And uh, it could get nasty. There's no question about that. And so I, I would just make sure I would tell my my union, just, just don't comment on it. Just don't say anything about it. And if we don't come to play and we're getting hammered as a union... Um, we probably can turn the tables a little bit, but let other people do it. Let our executive committee, uh, committee do it and get to the proper people in the media to spread our message. As a marketing guy, um, that's how I would do it. But, I, I, again, I, I don't think having players just go off on Twitter or go off on Twitch or however they want to communicate, YouTube, I, I don't care. I mean, I, just just be quiet because... This is going to have to be worked out in the next, in my opinion, the next 10 to 14 days. We are, in my opinion, and this is from nobody else, we're in a crucial spot for baseball. 
because um, if you want to get into an 82-game regular season and you start backtracking the dates, you, you got to start. You got to get this thing going. I also don't think it'll be an 82-game season. From people I've talked to, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be the players would like to have more games. It's an opportunity to make more money. I also think that as uh, homerish as this sounds, and I don't mean it to be, but it would be great to get baseball back. And you could look like a beacon of hope for our country, whether you believe in that or not. We don't have anything on television right now. We're going to have NASCAR this weekend, and we're going to have a charity golf match, and I think that's awesome, and I'm going to watch. And I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I do love golf, but I love baseball. And I do think having the normalcy, if you will, however it's presented on television of watching a game is a good thing for our country. So turn that into, hey, we got together, we came together, we made this work, we both had to give on this thing, but we thought it was great for the American people. Because I'll tell you what, if the narrative is that everybody's being greedy and we couldn't come to an agreement, although we got to an agreement on testing, but we didn't on the financial side, God help us in this sport because there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to hear that and a lot of people, in my opinion, that will not come back. Well said, Danny Mac. I agree on all fronts. We appreciate you having, having you coming on, I should say, if I could talk today on a Friday. I always enjoy coming on, guys. You're the best, my man. Have a good weekend, okay? I enjoy your show. I was listening to you guys, uh, and I... You know, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I agree with what Ron just saying. I agree with Brad saying. I mean, Anthony, you, you're making great points, and I, I don't mean to, you know, sit there and, you know, bow at your feet, but you guys are all right. It's a very difficult situation. I, I do think, though, the marketing aspect of it and the PR aspect of it and how it's presented to the general public is so important right now in in very difficult times. This is not like a normal strike or lockout or work stoppage. This is different. And so, you know, treat it with kid gloves. Treat it, treat it carefully because the ramifications, uh, you know what, could be, could be long with us. And, um, and I'm concerned about that. I really am. Yeah, I think, I think we all are, for sure. Dan, yeah, great absolutely. stuff. Have, have a good weekend, all right? We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. See you on Monday. Thank you. That's Danny Mack, Dan McLaughlin, right here on 101 ESPN. You can listen to his show, Scoops with Danny Mack. 101ESPN.com has every show this week under the Shows on Demand tab. So just go to it at the top of the page. Click on Scoops with Danny Mag. You can check out all of his great content right there at 101ESPN.com. We'll do What's Trending next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Here's a look of What's Trending with the Fast Lane. Brought to you by Sears Equipment and Mark Zero Turn Mowers. Ready to work for you. SearsEquipment.com. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Chris Ron, Jim Anthony Salter. Time for What's Trending. What do you got, Meet James Harrison is trending. One of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning, and I absolutely love it. Harrison was talking about a fine he received in 2010 for a hit on Cleveland's Muhammad Massaqua. And originally, it was a $75,000 fine. After that, it was reduced to $50,000. But the best part of the story is that Mike Tomlin apparently gave James Harrison a nice little envelope after that hit. Harrison said that he was just trying to knock the ball out. If he knew that he would have been fined, he would have actually gone 100%. 
So the envelope had a card in it. It said, hey, dude, you're probably going to get fined for this, but I appreciate your effort. Yeah. Like a get well card? Could have been anything. Yeah. No, it was a gift card to like Home Depot or something, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Just saying, 50 yeah. bucks. He was just saying thank you for being you, James Harrison. Now, Steelers President Art Rooney fired back at James Harrison's envelope comment by saying, I am very certain nothing like this ever happened, Rooney said via Pro Football Talk. I have no idea why James would make a comment like that. This, the uh, comment like this, but there is simply no basis for believing anything like this i believe him i believe him too i believe yeah. him. i Did like you, uh go ahead bt oh no i i just like the intensity and i and i like uh james harrison I like it when he says listen on everything i love on my daddy's grave i hit that man with about 50 percent of what i had and i just hit him because i wanted to, him to let it loose of the ball if i'd have known he was gonna find me i would have killed him that is, that's awesome. Get some. I think. And then he went to sleep. And he said that about somebody else that's his buddy. I forget who it was. So they both, they both went to sleep. That's Did awesome. you, uh, by any chance, see Sean Payton's reaction to all of this? Yeah. Don't hold your oh, breath yeah. on the lead. Yeah, no, yeah he, said, uh, he said that's something that'll be tucked away under the rug at Park Avenue. What, yeah, by which pills? Is where the league office is. Yeah, he was kind of pissed off about this. What? What? Why'd you I'm, say in pills? Well, I'm saying, like, no, like, tucked away by the pills that he would steal from the hmm. training okay. room. No offense. Like, I'm just saying, if we're going to throw stones, you know. <laughs> you know, Sean Payton went through a lot of pills. <laughs> My God. What? what why, why are you doing that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Don't throw stones. <laughs> BT. BT is constantly setting a score. Yeah, I mean, Leveling the score. scoreboard, yeah. Scoreboard. I just want things to be Time even here. What's that? I don't want people to forget. What's that old tale from the sea? How do you say that? I don't know. Settling the score. They say people in glass houses uh, sink ships. Yep, you know? that's exactly what it is. Here's a, by the way, here's what he said. He's actually really mad about this. Uh, he said it'll be something that's tucked away under the rug at Park Avenue. They'll look into it briefly. Listen, don't get me started on that. I lost $6 million in salary, and honestly, it was something that I'll never truly get over because I know how it was handled and how it was run and the reasons behind it. That's just the truth. And that was Bounty Gate that he lost. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about Bounty Gate there. Yeah. So, uh... Well, we heard the audio on that one. (laughs) They were trying to kill people. Although Snack said he would have tried to... It's pregame stuff. It's pregame talk. Yeah. That's what the tag said. That's what the boys did. It's pregame talk. Oh, wow. We're celebrating Feel Good Friday today on the Fast Lane. Celebrate. Have you been working out, bro? No. Stop it. You look good. Stop it. Man, blue's your color. You're you're just faking this right now. No, I'm not. blush. Do you feel good? Do you feel good? Yeah. Look how you've been doing some chest Sunshine's work, guys. Look at coming that. out, you know. Oh, popping a little Getting bit. a little more active. Uh-huh. Uh, the Feel Good Friday, not so feel good for DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar in the NFL. Oh, Dunbar is of the Seattle Seahawks and Baker, of course, with the New York Giants. They uh, are wanted in connection to an armed robbery. God damn. Classic. The best part of this is that Quentin Dunbar went on a conference call with the Seattle media before the arrest warrant was issued (laughs) and talked about, like, his integrity. Talked about how he wanted to show Seattle how good of a human being he is. Earlier that morning, he was holding up people uh, by gunpoint. Allegedly. Can we go with allegedly at this point? Well, no. I mean, the arrest arrest warrant was Have they been convicted? Have they been convicted? Okay, allegedly held people at gunpoint. He just told people in Seattle that he was a good guy. What do you mean? Some people lie, BT. Some people lie. 
John Wayne Gacy was murdering people, burying them under the floorboards in his house, and then dressing up as a clown and going to children's parties and making balloons. Like nothing happened. It happens all the time. What happens all the you time? Go, you go about your daily life after you kill somebody and you bury them in your house. As if you don't, you look suspicious. Correct. By the way, you That's bring up Gacy away a lot. It. You bring up mass murderers a lot. I, I think we all do collectively. I don't know. You know what? It's a feel-good Friday, and I appreciate the uh, the behind-the-scenes, Ranj, that you often <laughs> provide about psychopaths. Thank well, you, my yeah. friend. Just it's, so you know what to look out for. It's a lot of pillows mm-hmm. on your couch. You smother people? No, these are my. Uh, these are for sound. You know, oh, like I'm the echo. Smart, Ranch. Can you yeah. do something about the uh, the ambulance that goes by? No, I can't do anything <laughs> about that, man. Close the window, but I pillow. like the breeze. It's uh, Brad I Thompson like and Chris Ranch. I'm Anthony Stalter. So, is it time to uh, jump on the NASCAR yes. bandwagon? Left turns, baby. Let's do it. Rubbing is racing. It's back. If you ain't first or last, it's back this weekend. It's in Darlington. We'll talk about it. I don't know what we're going to talk about. That's next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. At the end of the day, we're, we're hopeful that this is a, a light at the end of the tunnel that that people can see. and Or it's a beacon that's shining out there going, this is a professional sport with competitors and, and millions of dollars and, and TV and teams and sponsorships that create a, a sense of balance of, wow, if, if they can do it, we can do it. That was NASCAR driver Kurt Busch. About Darlington this weekend. Sports are back. NASCAR is back, gentlemen. 304, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, the fishing license for all eggs. Truly, go ahead, Ranch. So what's sports back? You just said sports are back. NASCAR is back. Let's break it down. Who do you got, Ranch? Who do you think think could be in the top three to five to 20? Of what? NASCAR, Darlington, this weekend. The, uh, are we talking about these horses? Horses? No, cars. Drivers. Cars? I love yes. horses. A Ford. I love butter stuff. Could it's be a Ford, be some kind could be a Chevrolet. Chevrolet. No, it's usually a Ford, right? Or Chevrolet. Is it a, could it be a Ferrari? Or is that it's Toyota, guys. It's not a Ferrari. Toyota's a... No. Ferrari's the Toyota's open run no, forever, by the way. It's Ford, no. it's Ford and Chevy. Anybody in here Ford ever owned a Toyota? No. Toyota's run I forever. Do. I had a Forerunner. The thing yeah. ran for... It's still running. Oh, really? Well, I'm an American. I buy American. Do you? Oh, good for you. Don't you drive a Nissan? I do. <laughs> thanks for thanks to my my good friends at Auto Center's Nissan of Wood River. Nothing screams America like Nissan. Make sure you call Auto Center's Nissan of Wood River. Get your next new ride. Oh, uh, wiggity. Uh, That's right. Uh, <laughs> so NASCAR. So, gentlemen. I got to ask you real quick before we get into NASCAR. Yeah. Did either of you guys watch any of the MMA fight that happened last week? No. Okay. No. No, I didn't. God dang it. Yeah, no. All right. So I watched a fight, and I, I for, for any of you MMA, UFC junkies, I'm not even going to try to remember their names. I just remember watching this fight. And Anderson saying, Silva. Nope, no, no, it doesn't matter. It wasn't two okay. of the big name guys, all right? And these guys were beating the living hell out of each other. One guy couldn't see out of an eye, and they just kept exchanging blows. And I've been to a UFC fight in Vegas before where when you have a fight like that, every punch that lands, every time you hear a... Why did I hit myself? I could have just know, done that, that hand. Yeah, you could have. Hand next you time. Hit yourself every time hard you hear too. that, sometimes I like it. Uh, every time you hear that, the crowd goes nuts, he right? Hit himself back with and a baseball forth. In the head. Yeah, but there were back and forth. You punch yourself one time, and all of a sudden you You're got problems with yeah. a ball. Didn't you do it with a ball? No, it was Hold my. Who was the reliever? Did that? Did that last year? 
hit um, himself with the baseball. Uh, Ken, Ken Giles? Ken Giles punched himself yeah, in yeah, the face yeah, on his way off the mound. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. But anyways, back and forth, and it was nuts. And it should have been nuts, but there's nobody there. And it was like crickets. And all you heard was just flesh going back and forth. I'm interested now in what sport... <laughs> Does that sound weird, too? Yeah, it is. is that an Oregon Freeman film? Yeah. I, I think it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy, did you say pork? Come for the flesh <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> Jurassic Park. I think you said Jurassic Park. No. Okay. Um, anyways, I... I'm interested in that aspect of it. Like, what does NASCAR even look like right now? Now, do I have a great frame of reference what a normal Sunday looks like at Darlington? No, not really. But I know that their broadcast team's not going to be on site. I know that Fox generally has 100 people on the ground. They're going to have about 15. Like, there's going to be a lot of things that are different going into this. And I, I now that I, I uh, am a broadcast guy, I'm mm -hmm. a broadcast nerd, I'm interested in that aspect of it. And, by the way, I'm Mr. NASCAR anyhow. Yeah, I hope it goes uh, I hope it goes. Awful, gentlemen. I hope Why? it goes terrible. Because you don't want yeah. a streamlined NASCAR call, broadcast dude. when there's 15 people oh, as opposed yes. to 100 right. people. Technical issues left and right. Exactly. Yep. Let's have it be a problem so that nobody's losing their jobs Who's because this? somebody figures out. It's Jim. Hey, we can do this. Uh, we just got the Jim doing five Jim's jobs. In LA. Yeah. <laughs> we figured this out that we could do this with 15% of the workforce. That is exactly. not good. No, everybody's already. That's a, that's a really great idea. I, I hope mean, it's yeah. a disaster. Great drones that they're flying over crashing crash. yes. car. Yes. And, and cause a safe. crash on the mm -hmm. course. By the way, Marty Smith said there might be a huge crash on the first turn. Apparently, Darlington is one of the toughest turns. First turn number one on the entire circuit. And these guys haven't been in a car in two months. Yeah, they didn't Marty qualify, Smith said right? that. No, there was nothing. They haven't been practicing. They've been maybe doing some know? of the eye racing. How, okay, I how, listened how, to Marty Smith today. Trust the you're, experts, okay, right? Ron, she's, he's... And I'm Mr. NASCAR. I'm in a good game oh here. Yeah, you're not. I am. You're not. I follow NASCAR. You follow all the drivers for about a, oh, a seven minutes. You don't know all the drivers. Do you know all the drivers? i got to be honest with I, you. I didn't let's... know who Marty Smith was until you just mentioned The him. hell you did? ESPN. Yeah. Big hair. Marty Smith. Oh, oh the, the, the announcer. Because there was a motorcycle racer named Marty Smith. That's not him, Ron. It's NASCAR, and I know NASCAR. My first okay. uh, my first trip to Bristol, I was on the same flight as, Mar as Marty is, Smith. Is Jeff Gordon a favorite? Jeff Gordon retired, He's Ron. the favorite. What are, you, what are you talking to, about? No, he's in the booth. Or how about Dale? on site. What about Dale? Dad, How's Dale? Is, is he favorite in this race or no? no the son. Oh, he's retired. Gosh, you, you, know, you don't know. know. You of course, don't he's retired. Know. He's do got we, kid number two on the way. By the way, d okay. Do we have like a list somewhere where we can we can test BT? We all know. You guys don't know NASCAR. We do sports. Holy! Oh, me! Oh man! Oh, now I feel like I'm in the NASCAR. I want to go fast again. Those are the other cars? <laughs> All right, I bet you I could I beat you in this. Demet, you got a, a got, list pulled up? I've got what a what list. What is this list? What is it? What, what kind of a list? I've got a list of all of the names in NASCAR right. that you know. we got to say what kind and of car they drive? names that you don't know. We're Wait, do we see. have to guess if these are real drivers exactly. or no? Exactly. This is real or fake NASCAR okay. drivers. Okay, all right, good. I'm, easy, I'm winning easy. this. I'm oh, winning this. I, I think I can win. Okay. Okay, Stalt, you ready for this? Ready. Are you ready? That Real sounded too wrestling. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Uh, start your engine. Start your engine. Gentlemen. Guys, you guys are, no, that's All right, offensive. Go. Go All right, what? They don't Stalter. spot on. Real okay. or fake NASCAR driver, Rusty Allen. Fake. Oh, look at you. Well, oh, my God, I thought that was totally real. All right, Ranj, real right, or yeah. fake? NASCAR, NASCAR driver, yeah. Lars Chasen. Real. Mm. Oh, Damn it. 
Cars chasing. Not chasing real. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an open wheel driver. Hey, you guys are doing great so far. Brad I got mine right. Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon, of course Austin Dillon is a real racer. Oh, yeah. look at you. Number uh, three. Damn I right that was is. Dale Earnhardt. Retired. Is he in the Wall of Fame? Oh, <laughs> oh Dweet, are you serious? Sweet. Wow. <laughs> that's awful. How long were you sitting on that? Me. No, oh, that's in awful, the Wall dude. of Fame. <laughs> Me I don't feel oh right. This God. is a feel-good Friday. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> I, I can't believe you did that. I was having fun. That's awful. How would you? Right? Anthony. There are Gene a lot of Gerard. people with the number three on their cars right now pretty Fake. pissed off. Two and oh, Anthony Stalter. Raj, can you actually yeah. get one right here? Can we do uh, this? I don't I, I don't know. Ty we'll, we'll Dillon. Real or fake Who? NASCAR driver? Ty Dillon. I mean, it sounds familiar, so yes, real. Got yeah. it. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Ty Dillon, he's absolutely real. Brad Thompson, Bubba Stall. Bubba Stall? Bubba Stall. That's fake. Yeah. Nailed it. No. Bubba Wallace? He's real. You mm -hmm. guys got this. Yeah. Cross that one off the list. Bubba Watson. <laughs> My man. He's also real. <laughs> Anthony Stelter. A.J. Ferguson. Fake. Oh, Anthony. It's the racer from the Little Rascals. Wait, it's actually Reba, Looks like we're going to have to bet on NASCAR. A.J. <laughs> AJ, AJ Ferguson sounds like a guard at Duke. <laughs> I can see that, actually. Yeah. All right, Ronj. Yeah. Remington Knox. Damn, that's a good name. <laughs> that name also sounds familiar, but I'm going to say fake. That's a good Nailed name. It. Yeah, it's a great name. Remington's a strong name. Cole Custer. Cole, Cole Custer? Come on. <laughs> well, what should do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's a fake name. Custer. Cole Custer is real. There's is a Cole it really? Custer? Yeah. Cole Custer, number 41. What oh, my God. That is at Darlington. 2001? <laughs> Cole Custer, your ass. He's real. Oh, my God. That is the most made-up race car name I've ever heard. We got time for one more quick round? Yeah, hurry up. Anthony Stelter. <laughs> Timmy Hill. Fake. Timmy Hill is real. Timmy Hill's one of your 2001 odds if you're looking to throw down a little a couple of shekels. See, that's the only reason you know you bet too much. I'm sorry. Sorry, I got some of these NASCAR guys right, and you uh, you, you have one lane. Stay in yours. Leave mine alone. Ouch. Get off the track. Guys, wow. feel the Friday. Three, three for four. Yeah, I like your glasses today. Donnie Wood. Donnie Wood. Uh, real. You would say that. Ron's two for four. Not today. BT, you can time me with this. All right, done. Brad Thompson. I'm trying to think of some ones we haven't done yet. Brad Thompson. Fake. Dakota Larson. Dakota Larson is a real driver. No! Dakota Larson is not a real driver. Anthony Stalter is today's winner. I'd like to thank... Rusty Wallace, pick a gas guy. Jeff Gordon, pick a gas Gail Jarrett, Sinclair, Texaco Sinclair. <laughs> That's a terrible thank you speech. Terrible. It's the one. You ain't first. You're last. That's fact. Is there anybody named Cole that's not a race car driver? 
No. If you're born as a, if you're if you're given the name at birth of Cole, yeah, you have to be an NASCAR yeah. driver. Cole and Rusty. Mm-hmm. Rusty's like Rusty. an automatic. Yeah, it's an automatic. Yeah. Chris Kerber's going to join us next. We'll take a look back at the Western Conference Finals from last year against the Sharks with Kerbs next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji. I'm Anthony Stalter. Play Gloria, the Blues run to the cup. Presented by, of course, Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. You can relive moments from last year's Stanley Cup run. Tonight, Blues Sharks game four. Pre-game starts at six o'clock. Play by play at seven. You can relive each game with added insight and behind-the-scenes commentary from Chris Kerber who is scheduled to join us. I'm sure he'll join us at some point in this segment. Totally unrelated, fellas, but but can I can I ask a, a question? We'll out. All right, thank you. Uh, you. You just mentioned Mitsubishi Electric cooling and heating. Why is it that within a day I've had to use my cooling and my heating at home? Oh, the, man. What's going on? Do you guys have the sense, too, when you're doing it, that you're going to break your yes. furnace. Because it goes right one to the other. Your, uh, what's it called? My unit. Break my unit. Break your unit off? Yeah. When break you, it when off? You're, yeah, no, when you're not going to break it off. You could. Oh, like like, not, that's like not how it, it kicks off or, or you... Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. get a, yeah. What's that, what's that thing that keeps breaking? Uh, your unit. No, there's a part of my unit that is, is your broken. Your knob? Is that what you're talking it's about? It's not my knob. knob. No, 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 no. Is it my... Uh, uh, your you know leopard. what? Is it my solenoid? No, is that a car? No. Is it, it's like a triangle of power. I don't, it's hard to say what it is. Well, I yeah. don't know what you're talking 65780, about. 65780, you're a heating and cooling expert. Anyways, Anyways, it's frustrating. You had a thought, though, probably. I did. I worry about it being, you know, too dangerous Yeah. for the... What do you keep your house at? 7070. 7070? 70. Well, I was going to say 71, <laughs> but it's not. It's 70. So it, it, that's winter and... Uh, in, in the summer? No, I think... That gets a little expensive in the summer to keep the house at 70. At 70? Yeah. For the summertime? It's pretty expensive. Maybe it's 72. Maybe it's 70 for the winter? What kind of unit are you working with? Pretty big one. You got a train? Anthony, are you running a train? No. It's just a big unit. Okay. See, I run a train. Actually, a couple of them. What kind of unit are you working with, Ronch? I live in an old apartment building. It's in the wall. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> do you... Do you... Do you so have it's, to? It's right over there. It's 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 in the wall. I don't. But know. But you know where it is. Capacitor. Yeah. We got a bunch of texts. The capacitor. capacitor. That's what I was ah, talking the capacitor. about. Mm. Air Thank comfort God service text line six five seven eight zero. Keep it yeah. coming. It's the capacitor. Okay. And yeah. the coil uh, that's gone out as well. There you go. Yeah, I'll unit. tell you what really works for you sometimes. Slap uh, it. Open the window. Yeah, you could do that. Sure, but I like to use my unit. Uh, by the way, gauntlet coming up at 4 o'clock, 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line. If you want to play in the gauntlet, send it a text right now. Give us your name and, uh, you know, how you, who are you going to dominate? I like it. By the way, be honest, okay? Send us text in. We gave you the text line. You already know about the mic drop, right? You guys haven't been using it, though. We got an app. It's uh, easy to do. The Rhino Shield mic drop. How have you been feeling about the gauntlet? Uh, do you like it? Are you are you sad that the fight's gone? Because it's not gone. It's, it's, not not, gone. it's 8.30 in the morning with, with Carriker and Smallman. So you can still get your fight. you got to wake up a little bit early. Some people, it's hard to fight in the morning. Right. I'm not a good early morning workout person. Like it's like I'm still groggy. I don't feel like I'm getting everything. But do you guys like the gauntlet? I I love the I gauntlet. I do too. I think it's been fantastic. I think it's good. I think it's been a really good uh, 
addition to the new show. And like you said, BT, the fight isn't gone. It's just relocated. What's your records, by the way? You're, we, are you not three records. No, I'm not it's, here to talk abso- about it's, it's three absolutely. and one. I'm You're three, three and, one. and one. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, so, uh, somebody else, a... Uh, a cooling and heating specialist texts in and say, no, Brad, you're talking about the shaft. That's is, what is it was. broken on my unit. Were you too hard with the shaft? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I, when you jiggle the knob up and down, sometimes stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what's your record? Two and one. Okay. Ranj? I think I'm just 0 and 1. 0 and 1. And so is the fight. Oh and one. If you go to overtime, do you get points for it like you do in hockey? No, of course still? not. There, of nothing. course not. Come on. Here's, here's what I'm looking at right here. BT's hitting 2 for 3. I am 2 for 3. No, sorry. BT's 3 for 4. Yeah. I'm 2 for 3. And the bottom of the lineup, uh, Meat and Ranj, 0 uh, oh, oh for Deuce. So we need the bottom of the lineup to start producing in the gauntlet. Oh, now, come on. What do you mean, come on? I don't like you saying it like that. I've only had one A B. What do you want me to do? You're I want you to put the ball in play, Ron. Oh, I've got to get another at bat. How do you how do you work your way out of a slump? You hit. Well, get the how do you get in the lineup? Take advantage of the opportunity you had. I don't know. Like there's different ways to look at it. That's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm saying. Oh yeah, one at bat. One at bat, that's we it. You can't prospects. make a determination on one at bat. No manager does that ever. You looked over Come match. I think, Matheny, I think Matheny used to. <laughs> Colton, Colton, sorry about it. And where's he now? Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, relegated to Kansas City. Yeah, the American League where you don't have to think. <laughs> oh, no God. offense. Oh, Jim Leland disagrees with you, pal. Yeah, well, okay. you know, everybody likes to put glory on their last job. He didn't say that when he was in the area? No, that's on tonight, actually. Right here on 101 ESPN. Yes. Game four. Game four. Blues and Sharks. Can they get over the hand pass? I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm not over it. Yeah, you are. At this point. Because they they hoisted the Stanley Cup. Full disclosure, I was more mad about the the Sharks job in the Knights. Really? Hmm. Either way, you can relive Sharks and Blues right here on 101 ESPN tonight. Added commentary from Chris Kerber, who uh, was scheduled to join us in this segment. In fairness, we got to him two minutes late. It's two minutes, though. Right. Yeah, but... but It's two minutes. Chances are he's doing something. He's a busy man, man. He is a busy man. does all kinds of stuff on the station. Absolutely. He's reading children's books. He is. He's reading children's books every single night. He's going to get the chapter book soon. I'm proud of him. The chapter book? Yeah, he's getting there, man. Baby steps. You don't just jump right into Moby Dick, man. You got to read some Dr. Seuss He's reading to children. What's that? He's reading to children. I thought he was just bettering himself. No, he's reading to children. Okay. That's what he's doing. Like last night, he read... um, I can't find it. <laughs> Chris at Chris Kerber, you can you can check him out on the on the tweet machine. And every single night he's re- he's reading the kids. Do you also call it the Twitter machine? Yes. I call it the text machine, the Twitter machine, and Jugal. That's my uh What do you look for uh, there? You probably call it a GIF too, don't you? No, it's a GIF. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jugal. That's what you asked me? Yeah, what do you look for on Jugal? Anything. Really? Jugal, Jugal knows everything. Uh, nobody. Sometimes you can even ask it. Ask Jugal. Hold on. Are you thinking about Ask Jeeves? Is that your search engine still? You got dial up? Tell me what Jeeves didn't know. Exactly. I don't know. Is Jeeves still Is Ask Jeeves still What's around? That? Let's Jugal ask it. Jeeves. No, you don't Google Ask Jeeves. They're not going to send you to Ask Jeeves. You guys it's, ever use Bing? Oh, it's Ask.com. Ask 
ask.com. I didn't know where that voice came ask. from, and all I heard in my ear was ask.com. Yeah. And it was Mike Ryder, and another, that freaked me mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I was I like, bet, did I just I have a did. thought, and that's what it sounds like? Uh, no, Ronj, I never use Bing unless unless Bing hijacks my settings. Which they do sometimes. Which they Bing do. Bing sucks, by And I get furious. Because then terrible. I got to go into the settings. I can't remember how I did it the last time. Blank you, Bing. Blank hey, you. I didn't know how to sign out of Google yesterday. Oh, that's I've trouble. got my, uh, the, I, I use Google Chrome here at work and, mm-hmm. and at home, but I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to sign out of it because, look, I don't want everybody getting into my Google Docs when I leave this place. You we click on your face computer. and you sign out. No, it wasn't there, man. It, it, like face was gone. It didn't have it. I had to go into like Google Documents itself and then sign out of that and then it in turn signed me out of, of the desktop. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not as computer savvy as I should be. Let's be honest. You'll work on it during the pandemic. I will. That's Just like Herb's reading. Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji. I'm Anthony Salter. If you want to win, let's talk about buy-in. That's next on 101 ESPN. Don't pull over. You're in the fast lane. Broadcasting live from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN. The moment I was traded there to when I met with the coach staff to when I met the players, The only words on anybody's mind was Stanley Cup. That's it. The whole purpose of the season was to win the Stanley Cup, and anything less was going to be a disastrous outcome. And when you have everybody buying in and everybody on the same page and everybody pushing towards that same goal, you got anybody who is not a part of that, they're gone. Anybody who who doesn't want to buy in, they're gone. You needed to be focused on our goal. It's not my goal, it's not Scotty's goal, it's not Penguin's goal, it's not Brian Burke's goal, it's our goal. That's a great Chris Pronger earlier today on Scoops with Danny Mack from 10 to 11 here on 101 ESPN. This is the Fast Lane with Chris Ranji and Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. Is there one common theme when it comes to championship? Winning a championship? Talent. Second question. Is it not talent, but buy-in, like Chris Pronger was talking about? It's both. (laughs) In fairness, you have to have a lot of talent to go win a championship. I think that's very fair, right? But if you have a bunch of, and I love coming back to specifically when we're talking about hockey and army-ism, if you have a bunch of independent contractors, I don't care how talented you are. If you're pulling ropes in all different directions and you're worried about I, 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 we are not going to succeed. Specifically, Ranj, in hockey, like these, you're on a line. You you are, are part of a group where you have to know where everybody's going. You have to realize when there's an opportunity uh, for for you to pass to help a teammate out. You have to be able to rely on each other and trust people. It doesn't work that way in hockey. There was a guy we talked to. I don't know at, at some point during last year, and maybe it was uh, after the season, after the Stanley Cup, and it was, was somebody it who had been in hockey. It was not Wayne Gretzky. He's been, um, but it's somebody who had been in the NHL and. We asked that question about. Uh, we asked the question about having players be independent contractors, and he said, "You know, it's actually kind of a good thing, because." And, and I think he took it a different way, and that meant to him that every player is doing the job they're supposed to be doing. That's not how it was said in previous regimes, you know, with the Blues in previous years. What they meant was guys are doing their own thing and not really working together. But I do think there's a level of, and it's probably a very fine line here, of doing your own thing but also doing your job. And you have to be responsible for you. But there also has to be a a collective buy-in in what you're doing, and you need to see results. 
And the thing about this Blues team now is that they have seen results happen. And most of the team is the same with a couple of exceptions. you got a couple of new guys, but most of them are the same people. I think that buy-in is firmly set now. And that should not be a thing moving forward the Blues have to worry about. They know they've got a bunch of guys who have seen it work, and they know what it takes to do that. So that's the good news regarding this team. The bad news is there isn't a season right now. You just kind of want them to get back out there, and hopefully something will happen here soon. Yeah, that buy-in for the Blues came pretty quickly after Craig Ruby's put in place. Which I mean, was he, a hitchism, he, by the way, with the buy-in. That was all yeah. hitch. That's what he talked about every time. So he, maybe Hitch. When? Hitch, every when, single time he had a chance did, to speak, it was, it was either buy Buy-in. It was every time, whether he was talking about buy-in or lead a horse to water, see if he drinks. Like, he had lots of uh, things that he said, but buy-in, I have to think that he had something to do with this if, in fact, you believe this team bought in. I'll go back and listen to see if I can hear any time Ken Hitchcock talked about buy-in. Make sure you listen to multiple cuts because he might not have got it in every single time. Okay. Anyways, the buy-in was almost immediate. I felt like with Craig Berube. Now, we're on the outside looking in, obviously, but it still was very quickly from when that team went from, oh, I don't know, crapola, <laughs> to this, this. We understand the talent, to your you yeah. know, point earlier, Brett. We, we understand the talent within the locker room. With buy-in, you also need guys accepting the roles. And I when I hear Pronger talk about the buy-in factor, and he was talking about the Anaheim Ducks when he won there. I think about MJ quack, and the quack, Bulls. Quack, 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 quack Mr. Mr. Ducksworth. You had guys that accepted their roles. You know that MJ was going to get the spotlight, oftentimes the, the ball, but Scottie Pippen was the facilitator, played excellent defense, and then Dennis Rodman was the big that hauled in his hauled in rebounds. And then you had everybody, obviously yep. all the other pieces as well. But everybody had their role. They weren't fighting for the ball. They weren't fighting for, in the case of the Blues last year, the puck. You had guys that weren't doing their own thing. Yeah. I know my role. Here it is, and I'm going to do it to the best of my capabilities, Ronch. And those those uh, Bulls players stopped doing coke on the road at the Best Western. You know, like one time you call it a a cocaine circus, then everybody gets all mad. One time, maybe many times. You think we don't allegedly? Allegedly. Yeah, I'm sure. It was, it, I don't know. That was the pre uh, like '90s Bulls NBA. I don't know if they were getting the. I don't know if they were staying at the Ritz on the road. You think they were doing better than the Best Western? Probably. Was the I don't know. It was the NBA profitable back in the '80s. Not like it was when Jordan came in. So Still. I would say, yeah, it's a good a, question. I we, maybe, uh, maybe like a Ramada. They're probably like at a Ramada in. You know, Ramada's going to yep. be nice. Decent, affordable. Hilton, if on the great days, on the great road trips. Um, but I, I, I think that happened. Look, every time you bring in somebody new or you make any kind of change, what always tends to happen with every single team that this happens to is for at least a couple of weeks you get a bump. You know, you get this this surge of, oh, my gosh, there's a shakeup here. Um, we're going to start doing things a little bit differently just because you got a new voice in the clubhouse, in the locker room, whatever. And it, a- after a while, that will tend to die down. But what happened with that Blues team is if you remember when they first made the change, it took a little bit before players started to gel and things started to really work. Because once they made that change, we were still talking about Joel Quenville who got let go by the Blackhawks. And we were thinking, 
hey, maybe the Blues should talk to him and bring him back because we've seen him win multiple Stanley Cups with one team. He could probably come here and do the exact same thing. We were still uh, entertaining that idea at the time, but it took a little bit. And that Blues team from last year finally figured it out. It started to click, and that road trip... Uh, that dad's trip, and then the 11, 12, whatever it was in a row they ended up winning, that really got them going. And I know everybody remembers this stuff, but it's still really kind of fun to think about how it went down and just the the unbelievable manner in which they did everything last season. I can't believe they came from being the last team in the NHL all the way back to win the damn thing. That's just a remarkable feat by them. You can relive Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals between the Blues and the Sharks right here on 101 ESPN tonight. It's Blake Laura, the St. Louis Blues run to the Cup every Thursday and Friday night. You can re- you can hear the replay of two classic games from that Blues 2019 historic run to the Cup. You also get behind-the-scenes commentary from play-by-play man Chris Kerber. So tonight, the pregame, so to speak, starts at 6 o'clock again with some insight from Chris Kerber on the series and ahead of Game 4 against the Sharks with the play-by-play coming at 7 o'clock. Also, Hubbard Radio's Deserving Delivery saying thank you to those helping care for our community. Today's very deserving delivery, that went to the first responders working at O'Fallon, Missouri Police and Fire Department. Their incredible staff, they enjoyed 100 meals today delivered by Potbelly Sandwich Shop. Those meals are all courtesy of Hubbard St. Louis and our good friends at Family Golf and Learning Center. Thank you to Family Golf and Learning Center. Thank you to Potbelly Sandwich Shop, and thank you to O'Fallon, Missouri Police and Fire Department, and our continued gratitude to all the tremendous folks working on our medical community's front lines from our station and the entire Hubbard St. Louis radio family. Again, we say thank you to you. With Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji, I'm Anthony Stalter. Time to play a little game of deal or no deal with impending MLB free agents. Deal. Mookie Betts. Deal. That's next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Chris Ron, Jim Anthony Stalter. Time to play a little game of deal or no deal because. Gentlemen, before we get into some of the scenarios that teams could be facing, look, with the pandemic, we know in baseball and hockey, the market for certain players like a Mookie Betts or localized things with uh, Alex Petrangelo, you could be looking at guys having to settle. I mean, settle for still a lot of money, but certainly not to the degree of what they could be making if there were no pandemic. For example, uh, Alex Petrangelo might make $10.5, 11000000 on the open market per year if there was no pandemic. But there might that, be some financial problems. You know, the teams might be looking to save. Here's my question to you guys. Okay. If you're the Cardinals, you know that teams might be looking to get rid of contracts or... Maybe a guy like Mookie Betts isn't taking a, you know, isn't looking for a seven-year deal. Maybe Are you trying to throw big names out to get me excited? Yeah, a little bit. It's working. If, you, if you're the Cardinals, do you be aggressive? Not knowing what the financial situation is going to look like in the league? I Look, I don't, I don't know what their books look like, okay? 
But and I realize that the Cardinals, uh, like every team in baseball, aren't going to have the same finances rolling in this year. However, it works out, it's not going to be the same as a given year. But I think that there are a lot of clubs that will look at this as an opportunity. Maybe it is to pick off that player. Maybe it's Nolan Arenado and say, look, we'll take a lot of that money off your hands and we'll get that player in here because we have the flexibility to do so. Or maybe it's putting a little pressure on one of your guys that you already have that's going to be a free agent soon that you'd like to keep and you're, you're giving them something guaranteed for the future. I've, I think it's a great opportunity for teams that are willing to invest at this point. You always buy, uh, this is uh, stock market 101, right? Buy when the market is low. Well, the market's low right now, Ranj. I think the problem is going to be, though, for teams that rely on the gate more than others. And I believe the Cardinals are one of those teams that, you know, they've got the TV contracts like every team in baseball does. Some TV contracts certainly are more lucrative than others. And there are some teams that absolutely rely more on people coming into the building as a source of revenue than everything else. And the Cardinals are are one of those teams because they draw well over 3 million people per year, even if not all those tickets are getting used. And we've seen a lot of times and a lot of nights that there are uh, empty seats at Bush Stadium, but those seats are sold. You know, and if you go back and look at what they've done, there's only one other team in the National League that outdraws them, and that's the Dodgers. And it's because the Dodgers have a a lot of seating in their building, and they get a lot of people. So I think for teams like the Cardinals, who are already... Um, they're more careful about how they spend their free agency money or the contracts they're willing to acquire via trade. For teams like that who are already of that mode, now you add in the fact they're not going to get a gate for this year. I think it's even less likely they make a move for somebody like Arenado or they sign somebody in free agency that's got a big contract coming their way. So you admit that the owners aren't going to have gate revenue and... They're going to have to maybe look harder at their finances, and maybe some of these I, greedy, greedy players have to maybe take a look at uh, maybe take a look in the mirror. Anthony, why are you bringing I up don't old know stuff? Why you're trying to just start stuff here? This uh, is deal or no deal. Everybody has everybody not has the known. shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's not shy. He's spit shining them <laughs> by licking them first. It's a pandemic. He, I can't do that. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Give me one of those tongue masks. Uh, obviously, I'm yeah. trolling. Anyways, let's do a little deal or no deal, shall we? Let's go. Me, what the hell do you have for us today? He's learning, though. He's got music Gosh. behind it. He's doing great. He is. Deal or no Literally. deal. So, wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. Just to set this up, we're doing deal or no deal. Are we the you players? Are the players. Okay. I am the respective team that is offering you a deal. Remember, the, pandi- the pandemic is happening. I'm offering you a deal that's a steal. Are you going to take it? Okay. Deal or no deal, you are Trevor Bauer. How about two years? We'll call it $30 million. How's that treat you? So I'm Trevor Bauer. You're Trevor Bauer. All right, here's the thing. These greedy owners continuing to bring out the yeah. worst in our game. They don't respect it. They're airing our dirty laundry. So I'm not going to bend over and take some sort of owner-laden deal. No deal for me. You must have been reading his Twitter. Why are you going to say bend over? I thought that was a great deal. 
Roger, I know Ben Dover. $30 is $30 million. Went to college with Ben Dover. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Are we all answering each one of these? Or no? You tell me. What are the we'll, rules We'll just do individuals here. Or sure. Do you want to answer? Yeah, you go, go for it, BT. Are oh, you taking that deal? Yeah, I'll answer that. Look, while I uh, I firmly believe in what my alter ego said a second ago, because the owners have screwed us badly, I also am going to look in the mirror a little bit. I'm going to reflect and say, golly, I've been stirring up a lot of crap here lately, and I'm not sure how many teams, you know, due to the fact that they've been penny-pinching a little bit and there's been a pandemic and I bring on a lot of extra attention are going to want me. You said two for 30? Yeah. Hey, you know yeah, what? I'm going to yeah. take that reluctantly. I'm going to take that, though. Thank you very much. I am Trevor Bauer. I am absolutely not taking two for 30 here. I'm uh, going to be 30 years old in 21. Uh, my average salary is 17 and a half. And I understand that owners are going to want me to take a pay cut for the next couple of years because the the revenues aren't going to be there like they used to. But I'm not taking under what I'm already making. 17 and a half, that's my bottom. So if you want me to take a contract, what is uh, 17 and a half times two? Not that great. 35. 35. Yeah, I'll go for that. Two for 35 at minimum. You guys are greedy. Hey, uh, I know what I'm worth now. Are not that good. <laughs> Wait, it's fine, BT. I'm taking the money. <laughs> Let's go to some hockey now. You are Alex Pietrangelo, however they say it. Petrangelo. Petrangelo. <laughs> uh, for Petro. Now, remember, this is St. Louis we're talking about here. Not the biggest market, so we've got to keep that in mind. But hey, I know what you've but done. But a damn course. fine market. That's true. But again, a small market. I know what you've done. You're the captain. How about five years? We'll call it eight a year. Forty million. That's a lot of money. All right. I think if I'm Alex Petrangelo, I am taking that reluctantly. And here's why. We know the salary cap is something they've got to deal with in the NHL. There had been a thought that it was going to go from around $81.5 million uh, this season to close to 84 or or more the following year. That was before the pandemic hit. Now the pandemic is here. That salary cap is probably going to go down. I don't think I'm going to get that $10 million plus per season in, a, in an AAV. So I might take that $8 mil. I'm Alex Petrangelo. I'm taking it as well. I, I fear that with, I'm what, 29, 30 years old? I think I'm 30 at this point. I agree with my alter ego here that I'm probably not going to see the 10 mil. If I re-up with the Blues on a short-term contract and let the market come back a little bit, well, now I'm in my mid-30s. I'm probably not seeing 8 mil a year at that point, right? Plus, what did I just do in this nearly complete season? I was an offensive juggernaut. So I'm going to take what's likely to be the best deal. Anything less than 8 mil per year, then I'll, I'll probably just do a short-term deal. But since the offer on the table is 5 for 8 per, I'm in. couple of pushovers, huh? Yeah, I'm going to take it as well. I think that, uh, look, I, I love it here. I love this city. My young kids are growing up here. I got triplets, you know. Life is tough. Huh? I'd like to keep them in their own home. And you're respecting me here. I get where we're at. I want to do this together. We got a window. This isn't the blues. The uh, Yeah, it is. 
Is it the Blues? Yeah, he's yeah, the Blues. This is the Blues. Remember Small Market? Yeah, he's the Blues. Oh. You're the captain? Yeah, we're trying to keep people. Remember, we're trying See, to put our hopes in guys. You listen to these negotiations. Why should I give you this kind of money? Way to buy in. $40 I just million. Don't think, dollars. I, wow. just, I just don't think that the Blues would be doing eight per year. Oh, no, I don't either. That's why I'm taking it. I'm excited to be here. Oh, okay. For the foreseeable future. Can it fit into their cap? No. <laughs> no. No, I can't. I'm here. I'm not the cap guy. Who's, I'm the guy. I'm Alex Petrangelo. That wants my money. in now? What do you mean? Can't fit in their cap. It's not my problem. You offered it to me. Go cut somebody. You gave Falk all that money. <laughs> no offense. That's how I feel in negotiations. Don't tell Justin. Okay. Good. <laughs> We're going to stay in town here. I am John Moseluck. I, I don't do a oh, good Mo. Oh, come on. What was yeah, that? Mo? Friend of the show. Friend of the show. John Moseluck. Sorry, Mo. Meet, meet. Try again. Try it one more time. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right. I'm Pobo Mo. You are Yadier Molina. Now, Yadi, I know you've been the backbone to our program or our team for a long time, but I saw you limping a little bit on those knees the other day. Here's the deal. Two years. I know you want to stick around a while. Two years, we'll call it even $30 million. Done. Done and done. Thank oh, you very damn, much. Yeah. I respect the years yep. that you had. Hell, you could have had me at $20 because I wanted to hang around for a couple more years. I appreciate you giving me the little uptick at five more every year. Is that right? That is right. No, I, I am here. I'm happy. And uh, guess what, Mo? I'll be at the table again in two years. Deal. And I'll go to Instagram and talk good things about you, Mo. That's right. I'm also taking the deal because I didn't think anybody would offer me 15 per... It's always about help, big boy. I mean, I'm damn near farty. Give you guys one more here. Okay. Are you going to take this deal or no deal? We're going to keep with the Cardinal conversation, but this time we're going with a youngster. The ace of the pitching staff, Jack Flaherty. Five years, $80 million. No, screw you. No, no deal. No. I'm going to hit the open market where I'm going to make quadruple that. Yeah, I'm not doing it <laughs> And then every time I face Eight. you, I'm going to shove it up your blank and you know what. No, it's a good relationship still. Still, He's just going to say no to that. I imagine you were kicking me like a beanbag three weeks ago. No. Hey, what in hey Brad. He was I'm Jack Flaherty. You could be Jack Flaherty, too. This I is my too. version of Jack Flaherty. Oh, you, can't, you can't say, oh, you, uh, okay, you won't no, do no, that. No, you're right. I, I tried to assume your character. My bad. Uh, my guy's ta- not taking it either. I'll just ca- I'll, I'll go through arbitration three years, and I'll cash in. Be fine. So, so what, what kind of deal are you looking at if you could? No deal. Your perfect deal. Give me a counteroffer. It, my, my, okay. My perfect uh, deal is you're, you're going to pay your $300 million. No, that's, what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good call, Mo. He's out. I'm sorry. I thought I got. I get to be Jack Flaherty. Yeah, no. But Mo just said I'm out. Did you see what I did in the second half last year? That was great. Show me for three more years. That's what I could do better. I will. Could be better. (laughs) Those numbers were disgusting. All right. Time for the gauntlet next here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. It's a battle between average men and the most formidable group of warriors on the planet. You should feel my nipples. I am so excited. Duh. Well, they showed up. Can you survive the gauntlet? Time for the gauntlet here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN, where it's 403. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Let's bring on Alan. What's up, Alan? 
Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Happy Friday, my man. You ready to uh, challenge somebody? Uh, sure, I'll take on Ron. Oh! Oh, God. Got to get an A-B. Win. All right, here we go. Got to get an at-bat. Uh, you know, if I ground out weekly to second, it, it, it happens, man. I'll need another chance some other day. So uh, best of luck to you. I'll be back. All right. Ronge is going into the cone of silence right now, also known as his living room. And it's time for the gauntlet. He's got a lot of pillows. He does. He's doing a nice job, though, oh, of blocking smart. the sound. Yeah. It's a feel-good Friday. He's, he's, he's bought he in. He's a pro. That's right. All right, Alan, here we go. So this is the field, meaning it's not going to be baseball or football or snacks. Everything else is, on, is up for grabs. Ready? All right. All right. What was the name of the minor league baseball team in The Simpsons? Was it the Isotopes, the yeah, Homers, or Fishbones? It's the Isotopes. Which is a baseball question. It's a movie or TV question. Uh, let's not complain about which it. Which is kind of funny because my ringtone is... My ringtone on my phone is Homer Simpson going, don't, don't, don't. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> perfectly. Ah. All right, uh, Alan, question number two. What are the three primary colors? Is it red, green, blue, red, yellow, blue, or red, yellow, green? I mean, red, yellow, blue. And question number three on the easiest fight ever. <laughs> Just, oh. well, I'm sorry. It's not that easy. I did not know the primary colors. I got to be honest with you. My wife sometimes, like, it, like my kids will be asking questions like, hey, what two colors make whatever? And I'll say two, and she just looks at me like, are you an idiot? <laughs> Please keep your mouth shut like yeah, the players. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Dylan, when she, when she tells you, tell me. All right, question number three. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, is a quote. Is a quote from what movie? Finding Nemo. All right, Alan. Time to uh, take on Ronch. Let's bring him out out of the uh, cone of silence here. Which means he's grabbing his mic. That's right. We hear it all. All right, Ronch, you ready? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess so. It's Friday. It's Feel Good Friday. I feel fine. That's a good. nice uh, little vest you got, Ronj. I dig that. That's a good look for you. Good I look. feel uh, invested in this vest. Yeah. Nice. Good. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, man. Feel Good Friday. All right. Here we go, Ronj. What? Are you making fun of my vest or something? No, I said no, it's, it's nice. Feel Good Friday. So he's, he's I mean, when I had my headset no, on. No, 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 no. It's a nice vest. Yeah. And said what, about nice my, uh, what about my blues t-shirt? It's even better than the vest. We went blues. Oh, BT's oh, hey. showing some skin. Look at yours. I guess Meat and I didn't get the memo. Yeah. Anyways. Thought we had curbs today. What were <laughs> blue shirt. supposed to? What was the name of the minor league baseball team in The Simpsons? Was it the Isotopes, the Homers, or the Fishbones? I would say Isotopes. I didn't watch The Simpsons mm. that much. Ronge, question yeah. number two. What are the three primary colors? Is it red, green, blue, red, yellow, blue, or red, yellow, green? Okay. I think primary color means, uh, does it mean you can't make it with two other colors? That's what that means, right? Can't tell you that. Um, all right. Uh, read them to me again. Red, green, blue, red, yellow, blue, or red, yellow, green? I think it's... Red, green, blue, I think. 
All right, Ron, question number three. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Is a quote from what movie? Was that movie Castaway, Finding Nemo's Nemo or Jaws? Um, Finding Nemo. We have a winner. You have chosen wisely. Alan, congratulations. You have defeated Chris Ranji three to two. Woohoo! Oh. Which? Had to do the homer. There you go. What, <laughs> what was the name of the minor league baseball team in The Simpsons? It was the Isotopes. You guys got that right. Just Keep Swimming is a quote from which movie? It was Finding Nemo. You guys both got that right. What are the three primary colors? It's Yellow's in it, right? Red, yellow, and ah. blue. That is where Allen won today. He beats Chris Ranji in the gauntlet. Congratulations, Allen. You get an entire weekend to now decide if you want to challenge me, BT, or myself on Monday. Because you're coming back, my friend. Woohoo! You oh, celebrate nice with job. a couple of dumps over the weekend. notification ringtone? Excellent. <laughs> That's your notification ringtone? Yeah, my notification goes, woohoo, and it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, you, you could not have picked a bigger Simpsons fan, BT. Wow. Or I'm sorry, me. All right. I have Simpsons Monopoly at home, so yeah. Oh, my okay, God. There we go. Okay. I was really hoping we got to use the tiebreaker question today. I think it's a very strong one. So we'll just save well, it for on. Yeah, yeah, save, save it. Save it. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay. All right, Alan. We'll see you on Monday. All right. Y'all have a great weekend. You too. See, yep. that was a pretty good at bat, if you ask me. I mean, I fouled off a couple of pitches. I stayed in, and then you know, I I lined out to left. That's the way I see it. Um, I think that you did go three two. I, I would say it was a fly out to left. I don't think you lined it. I you think sure you li- I think you lined it last week. I think you had a a nice line drive to left. Hmm. It was on a rope, but caught. Okay. Today was more of okay. a fly out. But I was right about primary co- like what a primary color is, correct? Like no. you can't. All right, those are the primary colors that everything's based on. So that so like yellow, blue makes PT. What's green. that? <laughs> <laughs> yellow and blue make obviously green. Uh-huh. So or purple. But a primary color would mean you can't use two other colors to create it, right? Correct. Yeah. So I I, I was yeah, but whatever. Hey. We'll the, move on. The we're we're going to live another day. Alan might be a, a, what is it again? Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring person. of Honor member for the gauntlet. Hey, yeah, correct. We don't have one yet, correct? That's correct. No. We're going to keep it that Thanks way. To me. Anthony saved our, uh, saved our bacon there. We got a couple of people to the Air Comfort Service text line 65780, guys, that are a little upset with meat well, and the questions go. in general. But I, I got your back here. Don't worry. It says, dang, these questions have gone Dunhill meat. No wonder Randy was so good. He was the one coming up with them. Don't be that guy. Well, that's at least not true. I, I, generally, I, can, I can verify. He was not coming up with them. So Meade actually likes this a lot better because 
we, we don't have to go topical trivia. Like, it can be just right on. And another one that said, can't wait for sports. These questions are a joke. Don't be that guy. I agree with that. And Ronge's field is the field. Like, right. Anthony's got football. I've got baseball. Meat has food and snacks in general. And Ronge's got everything else. So there's going to be some sports trickled in. But there's also going to be some other stuff. Uh, here's the deal. As somebody that used to come up with the four o'clock fight questions every single day and have not committed, um, you know, murder because I had to do that every single day, I'll defend meat on this. Thank you. Thank you. Four and a half years of coming up with those questions. It's four a, and a, it's half a years. lot. So anybody criticizing me for the questions, uh, they've gone downhill. They've gone downhill. Don't be that guy's <laughs> right. All right. The fast lane on 101 Is ESPN. <laughs> Brad Thompson. You got a brother? <laughs> They're having their own show right now. Uh, Brad Thompson, meet Chris Rangio, Anthony Stalter. Is a start stop for any league? Starting a season and then having to stop it, let's say a month later. Is that is that really the worst case scenario? That's next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. <laughs> It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Chris Ranji and Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stall. So let me ask you guys something. If if baseball had to start and then stop a month later, is okay. that w- the worst case scenario? No. Worst case scenario every time is everyone dies. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, you too. Okay. okay. The, uh, within the realm of possibility. Yeah, let's just, that's a constant. Yeah, I that's, think we understand if yeah. everybody dies, that's worst case. Okay, I'm Boy, sorry. You well, I just went yeah. way too far. Everybody busy. says worst yeah. case when it obviously is not. Yeah, what, I, you know I, I'm saying. I mean, like, within a vacuum, worst case. You know, like, uh, within the realm of possibility. For example, worst case being, okay. to me, yeah, go on. there is no damn season, period. That would be worst case. Okay. Because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, this could be bad. And Ron, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel, I feel like sometimes you have thrown this out where, hey, you don't, you don't want to stop again. You don't want to start and then stop. But, but is that the worst case scenario for these leagues? For me, it is as a sports fan because I, I don't always think, well, if we have a, a tease here, which is basically what that would be. You would get maybe a month of baseball, a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and you feel like, okay, we're good. We're, we're moving forward here. I think having the sport then removed from us or, like, taken away from us in a blink like that again, to me, that's a more devastating feeling than not having it at all, than baseball saying or any of the sports, look, it just isn't going to happen. We can't do this safely. There's no way with all these moving parts we're going to be able to make this work, all of these people involved here. Uh, so let's just let's just scrap it, and we'll try to figure it out for next year and do it right. That, to me, would almost be better than having it given to us for a short period of time, and then they go, "Oh, we screwed up. We didn't do this well, and now we have to quit again." I think that'd be really, that'd be really kind of a sad thing to have happen. This is already sad to me. That would be added sadness to it. Man. Even if we got like two weeks of baseball, which would, would be great, to have it taken away again sucks. BT, I would, ra- I'd rather have it be the two weeks. I, I would rather, yes. I'd rather have it start. I'd, I would rather have loved than to not at all. Look, love, we, to love to wait. I'd rather. Well, nah, I, it's I, overrated. No, you don't I, want that. I would rather, I would rather have been loved and been loved than to have not been loved or loved. It's something like that, but no, you don't want that. Go. Ipso it's facto. No and if it comes back, I'm your boss. It was meant to be. I, I would rather have it start and then 
I'm all excited, yes. and then have it kick me swiftly yes. in the huevos rancheros. <sighs> Why do you then want that? No joy. Why do you want that? I Why think people I would be pissed that? off because to at lose least it, it again. Starts. That's right. I, you can at we, least. We want baseball back. Here's the thing: you could at least accept it if they. Ju- you're going to be mad. But if they were just to tell you, look, we cannot figure out a way to do this right and keep people safe, people are not going to be happy about it, but you can accept it. If they give it to you and then take it away from you in like three or four weeks, that is really going to piss people off. But at least I would understand it. You'd understand why it was taken away. Yes. Yes, I get it. Oh, you couldn't do it anymore. Players are greedy. Everybody had. God dang it. That's not why. It's because everybody has the thing. <laughs> Everybody's got the Rona. That's why. It's not because the players are greedy. If we started, we got past that. Why do you keep oh. coming back to that? Stop it, <laughs> Uncle, with that. Look, for me, if I just get the tip in, I'm fine. At the beginning of the season, if, if we start this... This is basketball, we're talking baseball. <laughs> no, I'm saying the beginning of the season, like the tip of the iceberg, basically, is, is what I'm talking I about. Think that's, I don't think that's what you 100% meant. 100% what I meant. If we don't get the finish, it sucks. But, <laughs> what are you laughing about? I just think that, for me... Now, the premise of this, all right, is economics, uh, the the reason that this was even brought up, the stop and start being worse, uh, is an economic standpoint. Basically, it's owners saying that they need to get an, an entire off or a postseason in to recoup any of their money. Like they need all that postseason cash. If not for them, it's not even worth playing. Now I don't know if their ground has changed here, but that's the way they they look at it. To me, Ronj. I feel like that idea is very short-sighted because of giving somebody just a taste of baseball, even if it's for two weeks, that's going to keep them hungry for whenever it comes back. To me, even if you get a month of baseball in, the economic impact of that will last far longer than a pandemic will. It, I think that part depends on, and again, we don't really know how upfront owners are being about what they stand to lose. But the thing they've been hard line about, at least in the press, is if they were to pay the money they agreed to pay back in March and they do that without any people coming in the gates, they're going to lose a crap ton of money. They're going to lose more than they would make if they were to play this season out. So I, I think from that perspective... Um, I, I don't know if there's any financial benefit for, for owners doing it, even if it's only for a few weeks and then, and then scrapping the season because it doesn't work. However, I think it's important to at least what we know publicly about the testing and what the plan is to go over that. And, and here are, are some of the bullet points here of what they plan to do with the testing. And, and fan graphs laid it out. Um, but you can find this anywhere. Players and on-site personnel will be tested multiple times a week using an MLB-owned lab that previously conducted the PED test. Should anyone show any symptoms, they will be immediately tested regardless of the regularly planned testing schedule. Additionally, anyone who has been in contact with any individuals who test positive at any point will immediately be tested as well. And anyone testing positive will be quarantined effective immediately until they have tested negative twice in a one-day span. So there is no, at least as far as we know, there is no plan for 
if they hit this certain number of positive tests, we're just canceling the whole season. They haven't said that publicly. I don't know if that's written into their document, that 80, 90, 100-page document, whatever it is they've put together of their uh, of their entire plan. I don't know if somewhere in there it says, look, if we get to this certain level, we just can't do it. But based on what we've heard so far, there isn't any thought on their part. They would just cancel the season if they start it back up again. I, uh, can you have a number? Can you have a number that tests positive? I, don't think, I mean... I don't know. I don't think you can say, well, if two is okay, but three is not. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, yeah, I, I don't... This is where this is where I struggle with the, the people that say, you better have a plan. Okay, well, what would that plan look like? I almost sympathize for the people that are about to embark on reopening... A Everything. baseball season, a hockey season, yeah. a basketball season. Because I feel like people, there's going to be so many so many that, that throw shade after the fact, you know? And they'll say, well, why'd you do it that way? Well, because they're, they're trying to give back jobs and have sports back for communities and the nation. And just like, you know, other, other countries are trying to do with, with their sports. I mean, it, we're, we're seeing the KBO. Giants, my, my Giants took a hit. They, well, they had a bunch of hits. They didn't score many they runs. Eight hits. They lost one in the one. first inning. It was awful. Go yeah, they lost to the Eagles, uh, who were two and six coming in. Anyways, we're seeing other leagues and other countries open up. I don't know what a firm plan would look like. I I know that it's not great to say we'll have a soft open and see how things yeah. go, but I also understand it, guys. I, I understand what they're facing. And I realize there's got to be a little bit of trial and error here if you want baseball back, if you want hockey back, if you want basketball. No, or you, you want not, your regular job it's back. Not, yeah, it's not going to look. It's not going to look perfect. And we all and Ranch, to your point, and you made this point a couple of times now over the last. Well, I'm sure a lot longer, but since I came to the fast lane the last two weeks, which is let's be smart about it. Let's find the. Let's follow the guidelines so that we can have a full 82 game season in baseball. So we can wrap up the basketball season and the hockey season. Let's all come together here and be smart about it and get our damn sports back. I don't know if... Here's the thing about the finances. I don't know how much of a benefit there really is in the long run if they if they keep stopping and starting. So if they do have an idea in their mind of getting things going again, and after a certain number of positive tests, they decide to, to end everything... All right, how long then do we wait to try and do it again? Do you two just weeks. forget the entire season? Do you wait two weeks to make sure everybody's good, test again, then start back up? Well, okay, what if you start for a second time, and then you get a couple of weeks in, and the exact same thing happens again, and then you shut it down one more time? I mean, at, at what point do you just quit trying? And I wonder how much of a benefit... Forget the finances now for players and for the teams... What does that do for for us as far as watching the sport? I think that would just absolutely suck. And it that would, would to, to me suck more than waiting. Would, yeah, I think so. Oh, for me, it crazy. would. I don't think it is crazy. It just like, I don't know if I want to get two weeks of baseball. That I mean, yeah, it's well, something to watch. That. But it, there's yeah, but but okay, you might get a couple of weeks of baseball or four weeks. And if they do decide they're going to shut it down again, 
the, it's 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 a it's an absolute tease. You don't get a um, you don't get an end to the season. It just I, I don't know if I would want that for me. And I don't think it's crazy to think that at all. I would love to have something to watch, but I kind of want to have something to watch that I know is going to have a true resolution at the end. Yeah, a but, season but that's going to have long a finish. Enough, you're not going to have a season at all. That's the thing. I understand that, one. and I think and I, I think I would almost finish. Yeah, I think I would almost rather have that than That's a stop and start, nuts. stop and start. It isn't nuts. It's it actually makes I know, perfect it's, it's sense. A tootsie roll of opinions. R- no, it's not. A, it isn't. Look, you can disagree with it, and that's fine. But this is not a crazy opinion to have. Way, I don't want to stop, start, stop, start, uh, stop, start. You just said it isn't the tootsie roll of opinions, which leads me to believe that you also know that tootsie rolls are trash. Just throwing that. Well, I, uh, screw the damn tootsie rolls. <laughs> I'm talking about a baseball season. Ronji, Give a crap about candy. I'm Ronji. talking about baseball. I do not want to stop, start, stop, start until they decide they just can't do it anymore. That would be terrible. Ronge, it's a feel-good Friday, so I'm going to be careful here. Your vest okay. looks good. I like the Blues t-shirt, but you're wrong on this one. You're wrong. <laughs> and you're right. Thank you. That's BC. That's Ronge. I'm Stalter. It's the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. After a pandemic, will the media access take a hit? Now, I know that Zach Stein's going to be... Who cares about the media? I, I do. <laughs> we'll talk about it next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. With BT, Ronge, and Stalter. But somebody on the text line wasn't feeling good about BT and well, I. Well, two out of the three, at the very least. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Get on that anytime you want. This from the 314 says, Ronji is 100% correct. Somebody mark the date. Uh, Brad and Anthony, you are morons. We hear that at home. There's no point in starting a season that inevitably will be halted due to somebody catching the virus. I say scrap the season, come back strong next season. When's next season? uh, It's uh, next year. Thank you. Just feel like stopping and starting is absolutely pointless. Uh, I'm sorry, Brad and Anthony, you make zero sense and are complete and total idiots. Okay, oh, well, somebody back. gets it on the text line. Right, Thank here. you, 314. Hold on, let me ask this. Read, that, read that text again, the, the I got a 618. Uh, it says, Ronji is 100%. Do you want me to add the morons part again? Yes. All right, Brad and Anthony, you are morons. There's no Ding. point in starting a season mm-hmm. that inevitably will be halted okay. due to somebody catching the virus. I say scrap the season. Come back strong in next season. Okay, stop right there. Yes, let's, go. Let's start. Let's start next season, shall we? Let's do that. When does the baseball season start next year, Brad? Be, yeah, it's going to be next uh, March. Next March. Okay. Well, yeah. under these, under this text, under these guidelines, right? The virus will inevitably come back if we start the baseball season this year. Correct, BT. Again, next year. When does it start? March. Yeah, it'll be next. Year. Is there going to be a? Is there going to be a vaccine next March? Maybe. Probably not, though, right? Estimates? Yeah. So why start next year if the virus is inevitably going to come back anyways? Wait, are you saying stop forever? Are you saying stop life? What I'm saying is I guess we have to stop until there's a vaccine, correct? Is is that what the texter is? he didn't say that. I I didn't say anything about the vaccine. The virus is inevitably going to come back this year. Is the virus going to, because the virus knows it's 2021, like New Year's, the virus is going to be like, I'm out. They said it. Well, I can can help you maybe answer this. Please do. Uh, Let's see. If we're talking about next February, they would report to spring training Mm -hmm. if we did everything normally. How many months from now is that? Six. I have no idea. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll go with eight. Eight. 
Uh, is it eight months? Yeah, sure. I would hope that eight months from now we would have a better handle on how to operate. And even if we don't have a vaccine, I would hope we would know how to contain outbreaks by then. And I don't know like what that st- would be. Like staying home? I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I don't know if it's treatment. I don't know if it's just testing Social and tracing distancing. and all of that stuff. I don't know if it's distancing. I don't know. But I, I would hope that if we really are tackling this thing correctly, like we should be doing right now as a nation, we should be tackling this thing correctly. And as a government, I hope they are. And I hope that eight months from now, they have a better way to do it i don't know if that would be there's a there's a treatment by then that alleviates symptoms i don't know if it is the vaccine i don't know i would think though that's that many months from now we're better equipped to handle it what about two months from now i don't hopefully then too i don't but i don't know so theoretically in two months we could have a better understanding of how to deal with the virus correct that's correct so what about starting in two months well, let's see what happens up until then. I didn't say we shouldn't start. I'm saying that if we had to start and then stop again, I think that would suck. Yeah, that's not, but that's not me. That. Right, but that's not me saying we shouldn't absolutely do it. Oh, I, 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 I'm uh, not making that argument. I don't know where you guys are getting that. It's not what I'm I said. Your words. I'm getting. No, that's I'm getting, not at all what I said. What I said was I would hate if we started it and then had to quit. But the I didn't texter, say that we we're going to have to quit. I said I would hate if that's where it were to happen. In fact, that was the scenario that you presented to me that I answered. And I'm telling you how I feel about it. I think it would absolutely blow if they started the season and then four weeks later had to quit playing. Okay. Yeah, the texter, so. though, illustrated... Then what the hell is the argument if everybody's saying that? What are you arguing against The argument that? is it's better to have something... Then have nothing. Go on with, with your what, point. No, I'm, arg- I'm arguing against this texter calling BT and I an, uh, what, idiots and morons. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I, okay. got both of them. Yeah. Idiots and morons because we suggested that you should go ahead and start. And by the way, the players have to agree with that. Because there is no yeah. inevitability that it's going to come, like the virus is going to come back. The idea is to start and then you hope that you finish. You hope that you do everything correct, but just to assume that the virus is going to come back this year, it's a pretty big assumption, is it not? Right, but I don't think that's what the argument was. The question was, would it be better to just say, look, I don't think we're going to be able to do this without starting or without having to stop at some point, or if we did start and then a few weeks later had to stop, would that be worse than not having it at all? And my argument is, I think that would be worse if that's the situation that played out. But I don't know that's what would play out. Counter-argument to that. Could, could it be said that during this, and again, you're not going to start something and thinking to yourself, oh, crap, we're screwed in like two weeks. This is going to happen. It's widespread. Wherever, everywhere is a hotbed. We're screwed. You're not going to start then. It's not going to happen. But, but but could the point be made that if you do start and you play, you could actually learn things along the way that could help you in following seasons? Like, like they say, golly, all right, maybe I didn't think about this aspect of it, or, or we need to do a better job at, at this. Even if you did, it, it didn't even have to shut down. Maybe it's just like, all right, well, we need to do a better job of distancing this or cleaning this or staying away from this. I feel like there's a lot to be learned. Again, players sign off on this. They believe that they're he- as healthy as they can possibly be. I think there's a lot to be learned by going out and playing and living life again and then learning your lessons along the way do you agree with that uh i maybe yes but also i don't know how much more you can learn about what you need to do that they 
don't already have it. As far as... Plans on paper, Rajan, you know this just in life. Plans on paper look good. And then you put something into practice and you're like, oh, crap, that doesn't work at all. Like, I feel like this could be a, a little bit of the same thing. Maybe I, okay. I'm I'm totally conceding the possibility that might be an outcome, like a good outcome. That if they were to try to do this for two, three, four weeks, and oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe this is how we'll handle it next time around. Maybe that's something you can get from it. But I I doubt how much more you would learn actually doing it than just by trying to be ready for it for real. And for good, so you don't have to go through a stoppage again. I think it's a very delicate situation. I'm not saying you're wrong in it. Um, maybe there would be some value in that. You're putting people at risk in the meantime They're doing pay- it that way. No, I'm not putting anybody at risk. The players have to agree that they are safe to do something as well. They, right. Well, yeah, I mean, the agreement. And, and if they don't want to play at all, they don't have to. I mean, you don't is. have to take a salary. You could just say, look, I, I don't feel safe. I'm not going to play this year. Don't pay me. And I don't know if any players are going to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you get one or two who who go along with that. But um, I think it's a it, – it's just – it's very delicate. And, and there's a possibility you learn something from it. I don't really know. I just don't know how much you, more you would learn from trying to go through it than if you just had a really strong plan in place that you used or that you prepared for several months to get to. That's Chris Ranji. BT, I'm Stalter. Appreciate the text. You by, the way, by the way, uh, uh, personal insults in a debate or an argument are a sign of weakness. Hey, they're it's fair, a proven, though. It's a proven fact. Yeah, okay, fair. so everybody who calls me an idiot... Exactly. Oh, it's yeah, right? Yeah, okay. It's generally okay. a response, okay. though, to a draft. Yeah. It's a weakness. Okay, so all the texters... Who call me an idiot all the time or weak? Personal, well, quit got, back it. To Personal got it. Insult. No, no. Sometimes Personal they just insults. text. Sometimes they just text out of nowhere and say you're an idiot, you're a moron. Well, okay, we- so those people are weak. Got it. In, 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 the in, in, in an argument. Thanks, in, Anthony. In an argument. You've really set this straight. It's a sign of weakness. I feel like you're really defensive about this. Like we got called idiots. We're cool. I appreciate it, Anthony. Thanks my for taking my side My wife can call me an this. idiot, okay? Yeah, my wife so, can call me an idiot. So can the 314 and a moron. And we're all dumber for having heard us speak. No, that's true. That's what it is. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Good, good call. Hours. Good call. Good call. You guys are four. idiots. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ranji. Ranji. Stop, stop texting in yeah. and leaving that was comments for BT and I. All right. That was my uh, that was my burner phone. It's ridiculous. It's beneath you. John Clayton's going to join no, us. I assure next you, it is not in the fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. I'm Anthony Stalter with Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We're joined by our guy, John Clayton. What's up, John? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, pretty good. We're, we're a lot better, I'm sure you are, too, than Quentin Dunbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what's your reaction being in Seattle? Obviously, there, there's, there's multiple people that are involved here, including Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker. But you're in Seattle, Quentin Dunbar. Were you on the conference call yesterday? I mean, t- tell us what your reaction was and what the reaction is in Seattle. Just, I wasn't on the conference call yesterday, but I was just absolutely stunned when news came out, you know, right after I 
after about 4.30 West Coast time yesterday that the arrest warrant was out there for Dunbar and DeAndre Baker. And, of course, uh, now his attorney is saying that they have five statements from witnesses who were there that he was not involved in the robbery, but certainly he was there. But according to but just and again, here's a guy that hasn't even been out here to Seattle at all. He's not uh, had a chance to at least meet the team other than on Zoom and meet the media by Zoom. And so it's just a bizarre story. And I know I'm covering this thing now for, what, 40 years. I, I haven't seen one as crazy as this in a long time, you know, because, you know, First off, you have a, a cornerback who at least has Pro Bowl talent. He comes out here and now is going to be looking to be the starting right cornerback on a, you know, a defense that's trying to turn itself around. And then he's also trying to get the contract because one of the reasons that they traded him from the Redskins is he wanted more money. And so he, uh, if he did do this with Baker, you know, going in there after losing $70,000 in gambling money and then try to take 73500 out in watches and everything else, it's just... You know, you have to wonder, does he change his name to Dunbar or what? Because, you know, it's just crazy to think that that happens. But I guess the big thing in this story, in the case of Dunbar, maybe not necessarily Baker, you know, because at least everybody's saying that he did go in there with a semi-automatic, that uh, we can't rush the judgment until we now find out more from the police. So you're saying it's a bad first impression, though, John? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Okay. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you know, if he's found guilty or if he pleads guilty, you know he's going to get player conduct for six games. There's a good likelihood that the Seahawks would cut him. You know, that all those things would stand there because you know how can you how can you endorse any kind of activity like that? Because again, it's but you know it, you would have to think that uh, Baker's going to be in more trouble because you know nobody's claiming that he didn't do what he did, which is you know go in there with the semi-automatic and so i guess the difference is you know are the people who are there going to support uh, you know dunbar or are they going to support baker or what are they going to do boys will be boys uh mike tomlin handing really, out no I, no i'm just no. kidding no no not at all bad yeah don't uh, do that hey, don't rob somebody you ever you ever get an envelope from mike tomlin I have never gotten an envelope from mike tomlin although i do have dinner with him at every owner's meeting that is uh, available mm-hmm. All right, I, I want to know, what did you make of the James Harrison uh, talk? He's talking on a podcast. He says he laid the, laid the hit on Massaqua. He got fined, and he got an envelope. Uh, I know that the Steelers have said, no, nah, it didn't happen. What, what did you make of the news when you heard it? Uh, stunning, because you, know, you, you saw the problems that Sean Payton ended up having from Greg Williams in uh, what was uh, because he had all this stuff going on down there with the Saints where they had the Bounty Gate story and so this would be something that would be not as similar but if he had an envelope that had $75,000 or even $75 in it then he can be in a big trouble because again you know that's something that you cannot do you know endorse uh, a player you know trying to do that and pay him off for that and so now you've seen uh, several changes in what uh, Harrison has been saying. First, he's come back and he says, oh, no, no, no. He, we, we've never talked about uh, getting paid for anything like that. Then his attorney came back and his agent said that, uh, no, there was no money involved and all that stuff. So it's something we don't know. All we know is that James Harrison put his foot in his mouth and now has Mike Tomlin in trouble. Aaron Rodgers had a press conference today, and it sounds like he is exactly the way uh, all of us suspected he was, and that was uh, not very happy with the, the way the Packers drafted, though he, it, it sounds like he's still being nice to Jordan Love, but what does this all mean, that, that he is as unhappy as we kind of figured he would be? Well, 
Well, it basically confirms what we all thought was going to be his reaction. I mean, he tried to be as professional as he can and try to be as positive as he can. But the way that he closed out the press conference and basically saying it's like, well, you know, it's like my goal has always been to stay a Packer, come here to the Packers and finish my career as a Packer. And right now, circumstances beyond my control are basically kind of indicating that I probably that probably won't happen. And so I think that he realizes it being that, you know, he was involved back in 2005 when he came on the roster as a first-round pick. And, uh, Aaron, and, of course, you had a very upset Brett Favre, and it took Brett Favre out of there in two years. I think he realizes now he's in his final year or two in Green Bay. And so because of that, he knows that the, the offense is going to change to something that he may not like because it's going to incorporate more of the stuff that the Rams, the 49ers, and what Matt LaFleur did when he was calling plays in Tennessee. It's going to include more running, and, of course, it's going to take away some of the passing. And so you can see that he's not going to be happy with that. And so uh, a guy that uh, ended up you know, signing a nice contract extension thinking that he can finish his career in Green Bay is going to be like Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, most likely finishes his career someplace else. John Clayton joining us right now in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. John, I ref- I just absolutely refuse to believe the story that I keep seeing over the last couple of days. But as the text line has pointed out, I am both an idiot and a moron. So you're the perfect person to ask this. How legit are the rumors that the Seahawks floated Russell Wilson to the Browns for the number one overall pick in 2018? It can't, it can't be more wrong than it is because it's just not true. Now, would John Snyder, who worked with John Dorsey in Green Bay, be talking of different things? Yes. Uh, and certainly, you know, that Dorsey had the first pick in the draft. But think about this. You know, does anybody trade up in these in this day and age? I know that the 49ers back uh, when Jerry Rice was there was able to go from like 23 to 9. The Seahawks were drafting 26th, and you have a general manager in John Snyder that does not trade up in the first round. He usually trades out of the first round. And so uh, you know, to have a conversation and a trade possibility for Russell Wilson, who's been their franchise quarterback since 2012, is ludicrous. It's one that has no base of truth whatsoever. You know, I'm sure that uh, maybe what John Dorsey said, because he's kind of a funny guy as it is, hey, so why don't you uh, give us uh, Russell Wilson? So if that's where the conversation is, it's meaningless, because there was never going to be any trade involving Russell Wilson going to the Cleveland Browns. A more broad question when it comes to Russell Wilson, do you believe that Russell gets the love that he should, the notoriety that he should nationally? No, I don't think he does. I mean, I think there's a genuine respect, but, you know, because certainly he's one of the three best quarterbacks or four best quarterbacks in football now, where before, uh, you know, with a little bit of a decline in Tom Brady and maybe you can say in Aaron Rodgers and to a certain degree Drew Brees, I mean, he was always five or six, but I don't think he gets the respect, and a lot of it is because of his style of game. You know, he has to run around like crazy because he doesn't have the best offensive line. He doesn't get to throw the 35 to 36 passes a game, but when you look at what he's been able to do i mean only tom since 2012 only tom brady has won more games than him then you look at what he's been able to do as far as comebacks he's one of the best comeback quarterbacks in the national football league and his efficiency of throwing deep is about as good as you're ever going to find but no when it comes to mvp votes it's going to go to the guys that throw the ball 35 times not the guy that throws it 28 to 29 times the NFL has the luxury of their training camp and, and season not starting for several months from now. 
But when they when they do decide whatever it is to to go on with it, and it kind of sounds like they're going to go on with it regardless, how much of what they are planning to do is based on what MLB and NHL and NBA do in the next few months leading up to that? Yeah, and of course, I think they'll study what soccer does. I think they'll study just about everything and then try to figure it all out. But also, you know, whatever they figure out is still can be trumped by anything done by the virus itself because the virus is dictating what's going to happen because the football season falls right when everybody expects a second wave, and that's not necessarily going to be good. And I think that you pretty well realize that the idea of having a full stadium is not happening in early fall and may not be able to happen at all in the fall. I think that's unlikely, but I think that you know if there's a way that they can you know maybe spread maybe 25 percent capacity with a six foot rule that could maybe work out. You know they're studying ways that maybe they can still have a certain number of people spread out in suites that could be a possibility. But also they realize there's a great chance that one they're not going to be able to have people in the stands. Period. And number two, you have ten teams that may not be approved to even have their camps and their games even played in the stadiums where they are, particularly in California, Seattle, in uh, New New Jersey, and uh, maybe even uh, the New England area. John, great stuff as always. Love having you on. You can follow John Clayton on Twitter, at John Clayton NFL. John, have a great weekend. Okay, thanks. Thank you. I knew that Russell Wilson rumor wasn't true. I know it. Yeah, that was good. That was good to get that from John, because he's about as plugged in over there as you absolutely can be. I mean, come on. They floated Russell Wilson to the Browns for the number one overall pick. Really? And you get Baker Mayfield. Come on. Really? Come on. You're not going to trade him. What, you would have been 29 at the time, and Russell? Great. And yeah, a, yeah, right. Like, right. And a, nobody's doing that for a guy. winner. Who, every intangible. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. That's Chris Ranji. Brad Thompson, Anthony Stalter. I'm looking down here. Is this a legitimate segment? True what is it? or poo? Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, true or poo is fun. You don't like this, Anthony. You throw, I love uh, throw it at the wall, see what sticks. You know? This sounds stupid. Yeah. That's next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. You've come to the right place. You're in the Fast Lane. Brought to you by Schnucks on 101 ESPN. Five o'clock, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Brad Thompson and Chris Ronch. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we're about to play something called uh, True or Poo. Don't act like you're uh, appalled by this. Don't act like you didn't listen to the Fast Lane before you were a member of the Fast Lane and knew that this was a cornerstone of what we did. Ronch, this is gold, and he knows it. It is gold, and he doesn't really get to have a say in this. He's the newcomer. We have already unilaterally decided that it's good, and we're doing it, and he's going to be happy with it. You better be happy with it. Who thought of this originally? A texter, I think. I don't know. No, yeah, we had a... We were doing a segment like this, and we were soliciting names for it, and a texter said, what about true or poo? Oh, yeah, because somebody was throwing some some accusations at us. They said, are you guys just doing a segment that's the exact same thing as take it or leave it? And we're like, no! No! Maybe. This is different. It's way different. We would never do something like that. Rip off one of our own segments that we did 40 minutes ago? No. Right. All right, for time, make it uh, true or poo right now. God, you know what? Don't be that guy. What time does this start? Uh, 5 o'clock. I thought you had the poo-poo clock. 
Oh, Lady man. ready. Thought you had her ready. Still learning the pool. Poo clock. 132, 33, 30. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anthony doesn't know about the poo poo clock lady. It's a lady who took moose poop and made clocks out of it. They're pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 130. A- Anthony doesn't 30. care. I'm just going to dance until you guys throw out whatever poo you're going to throw out. That's good to know. I thought you were having a little bit of a seizure there. I might be. That's good. <laughs> You asked John Friday about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, Rodgers made the comment that now he's not sure if he's going to finish his career as a Green Bay Packer. True or poo, Aaron Rodgers retires, walks away from the game in a Packers jersey. That's utter poo. That he's going to play for somebody else, probably the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, huh? I'm going poo as well, Ronch. Yeah, he don't quit, and Jordan Love's going to take his job in two years. No, I, I think he's pissed. So this is poo. And the reason uh, that he's upset is because they, and while he said diplomatically today that he likes his team and he likes the chances they've got in the division, what else is he going to say? I think he's still mad they didn't try to get him more help in the draft. He's a, he's a California guy, right? That's right. Isn't there a San Francisco 49er team that maybe could use an upgrade? Can I rephrase what I was going to say? Or, I'm sorry, go back on what I said about the Vikings? Take two. It's Pooh. He's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. (laughs) Whoa. Really? Whoa. Like what, after Brady? That's correct. Two years. Two years. The Packers are going to get rid of him, and he's going to go to Tampa. You know who else was a California kid, right? Tom Uh, Tom Brady. Um, by the way, uh, you don't want to be the guy replacing the guy. I've noticed that your dance moves have picked up since this segment started going. Yeah, I he think likes you it. Like True yeah, you like this segment. I mean, you're in on this. Golly, what else are we I on? see what Kristen saw on you. <laughs> I was on a dance floor one night, and he's out there strutting, feeling the flow, doing she his says, thing. She said, I gotta God, have dang this. It, I'm only human. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have two kids with this. <laughs> Look at him, still beanbag. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what is with the beanbag? Everyone's been saying beanbag. I don't know. It's my own thing now. A beanbag talk. It's your thing now? Get a different thing. I imagine you were you kicking me like a beanbag thing. three weeks ago. <laughs> Actually, I like beanbag. Keep Thank doing you. It. Appreciate it. Go ahead, me. Stolter, for about two weeks now, you keep talking about freaking Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he can whoop some ass. I get it. Could he whip Tyson Fury's ass, though? There's talk about a fight between those two. Is it Rob Arum? Bob Arum? Uh, Bob the Arum. promoter. There you go. Bob the promoter. Arum. He's discussing putting together this kind of fight. Now, they're talking about headgear, some bigger gloves. It's not the kind of fight that we're used to seeing at the, at the boxing level, especially with Mike Tyson, but still a fight nonetheless. True or poo? That would be a competitive fight. True. Absolutely true. You say th- this wouldn't be like a, like a real fo- fight. It would be more so like for charity, something it, like it's, that. It's a charity fight, oh, and dude. some of the rules are, are crafted a little yeah. bit. Is, is it, Mike's going to snap it's, and knock out Tyson Fury. There's no question in my mind. True. It is boxing, right? Well, uh, okay, like we're on. just I, doing I boxing. We, I think we had different yeah. thoughts on that. No. Okay. I don't want to take it as a charity fight as in, like, they're not trying. I mean, like, both of these guys are trying, and Tyson actually stands a chance at 53 years Wait, old. Wait, charity fight? I mean, when people are playing for charities, they, they play hard, me. I, I I just kind of got the idea that he was saying, like, it wasn't going to no, be like I a competitive fight. I thought it was like, like, a, like, a, uh, like a, you hit me up, hit your back. Look at us. We're back, baby. Oh, um, no, like a real if fight. If it's not one of those, I think Mike Tyson, uh, he's... 
Mike Tyson isn't going to do anything that he believes, uh, that he doesn't believe that he can win. But at 53, I don't think he will. I'm going to go poo then. If it's a real fight, I'm going to go poo on the fact that he wins. But I would watch that one, and I would pay for that. I, I would actually, that's one I would want to see, too. And I think it's also true. And part of me just wants him to whoop Tyson Fury's ass for uh, that that incident at the Las Vegas hotel where one of Fury's idiot entourage people shoved, I forgot who it was, one of the Blues players in with the, the Stanley Cup in the pool. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember that crap? Yeah. yeah. Screw Tyson Fury. Go get him, Mike. I'm saying true. And Mike Tyson lands one of those nasty-ass left hooks that he, that he throws. Does he jump to land that? I think he's going to have to. Tyson Fury is 6'9". He's a big dude. If I were to punch you right in the stomach, where are you going? Probably out in the hall to cry. Probably. But you're also going down, right? Into the stomach, you start to go down. It's a natural movement. I've taught Dylan that one. It's a good one. And then... The playground. And then, maybe a quick right uppercut yep. right to the face. Ooh, Mike is quicker than Fury. Mike's fifth still. Yeah, I, He's I got the Fury. He's quick. So left hook down, right. right uppercut. That's the old combo. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to make me go down first. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Does it make sense? Uh-huh. Well, you got to do that first. Well, you know, it makes sense. You don't have to jump up to knock me out. I uh-huh. get it. Yep. All coming together now. You don't always have to do that first. But you, I mean, sometimes it helps to do that first. It's a good combo. Yeah. Damn right it is. Guys, true or poo? A spring football schedule is the best possible chance for college football. Poo. Comes back in the fall. It's best for, I don't know, USC, Fresno State, San Jose, California. It's best for Ronj and one of the texters that want to push everything off to 2021 where nothing bad happens, apparently. (laughs) SEC's playing, uh, Big Ten's playing. Got a lot of places playing. Poo. You know, I've decided. I don't know why, but I think. I've trolled Ronge for the last two shows, and it's just, it's kind of fun. I gotta tell you, you are the best at, at disingenuous arguments. It's my favorite. You don't believe a damn thing you say, and what? I love it. Nah, <laughs> look at you. The dumbass grin on your face. Yeah, I'm watching you, pal. I say, uh, like I say it's poo. I said yeah, I think they come back and fall. At least uh, the SEC does, and all Southern. As far as college football goes, I think it's not going to matter a ton just because they're going to have difficulty one way or the other because there are so many teams, so many conferences that have different ideas and different rules. So I think it's poo. It's not going to matter. Whether it's in the fall or in the spring, they're going to have a lot of trouble. Are you saying no college football, period? I don't know, man. I'm the least confident in college sports coming back. The, the rest of them are just, look, you got 30 or 32 teams and right. one league that oversees all of all of them. They're going to have a much easier time coming back than college football. Poo-poo. True or <laughs> who? Once we do have sports return, Major League Baseball, hopefully NBA, maybe NHL. Once we see those sports return, one of those sports will have a minor shutdown. Like a minor? Like mining for coal? Does... Does shutting down, I don't mean to play devil's advocate here, but does shutting down like one conference in college football count? 
I don't think so. I think I'm. I think we're going like more the entire sport. The entire sport. I am pooing all over this, guys. Poo-poo. Everywhere. Okay. Wait. All right. Not going to get shut down. Okay. So they're not going to stop. Yeah. They're not going to be forced to stop. The game was the Rona. Yes. I think it's poo too. I think they. No. Yes. I'm going to eliminate hope out of my vocabulary. I like That's it. Right. They will start. Oh. And they will finish. Wow. Wow. So it will it. You're saying poo. No, I'm saying. Or you're saying true. True. No, I'm saying poo. I'm saying poo. I'm confused already. I think it's true for me. So they will. There, there's so going to be. Spore will shut down. Uh, after I think it's good. I think it'll actually be a miracle if all of these sports start. Uh, well, I guess baseball's not sp- starting on time, but if all of these, the three leagues here that have been halted, and then the NFL and college, all of that, if they all start and none of them have any major setbacks, I think that's going to be a miracle. So I don't I guess like your I'm attitude, true. but. I'm sorry, man. I'm just I'm. I know. I'm, I'm looking at life. I'm looking at what's going on out there. Have you, I don't like have you looked view, out the like window? Your, I don't like your viewpoint. I, I hear an ambulance going by right now. Exactly. Uh-oh. See, is it a happy ambulance? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> is there such a thing as a happy <laughs> I don't ambulance? Know. Dude, I had a. I had a. No. I had this roommate years ago. We lived on a busy street, and he, after several months of living in the front room, or he had the front bedroom. And constant ambulances going by. And he got to the point where he was so mad hearing the sirens all the time. He'd be yelling out the window, saying stuff like, eat better. Stop dying. <laughs> like he's, he's getting mad at people okay. for having heart attacks. I do. Uh, can I be vulnerable with you guys? Yeah, Please go ahead. Do trust tree. Uh, okay. First of all, I liked Trua Pooh. You guys... You yeah, it's got me. Yeah, you're okay. dancing. Okay. I was time. dancing right. the entire time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Now for the vulnerable part. Sometimes, like your uh, best friend, Ranch. Yeah. Sometimes I, too, get angry when I'm on the highway and there's an accident. Did I just, today? I, That's did. different. And I'm like, why, why? why oh, I are, see. Okay. Why did you get into this accident? Why weren't you paying attention? Now, of course, you? I have no idea how or why they got in the accident, but I'm just angry because I'm selfish. You should be angry at the people stopping to look at it. I'm not. Pretend like it's not no, there. Just drive past Do you know why I'm not? Because if there was no accident, those people wouldn't be slowing down. That's right. Well, but you're supposed to just worry about what you're doing on the road. Don't worry about what... The worst is when it's in the westbound lane and you're in the eastbound and traffic stops in the eastbound. You got to look. Part of the highway. No, you don't. It's over there. It's not affecting you. It is. It's on the other side of the highway. It's Keep my, going. It's in my watch vision. what you're doing. Get to where you need to be because I'm trying to do the same. Don't be that guy. That's right. Don't be. Just drive, jerk. That's Chris Ranji, Brad Thompson, Anthony Stalter. Scotty Pippen's not happy, gentlemen. He is not happy. Gotta wait. Hold on a second. You got If there's a dead body, you got to stop and look at that because that's kind of cool. Okay, Chris Ronji just contradicted himself. Anyways, Scotty Pippen is not happy. We'll tell you why next here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN.
It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN with Chris Ranji and Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. So, Scotty Pippen apparently is not digging the way that he's coming off in the last dance. Because he made Bill Cartwright cry? Nope, not that. Well, maybe that. Maybe it has something to do with it. But uh, uh, according to Yahoo Sports, Scotty is uh, a little upset with the way that he's being portrayed. Mostly with the fact that, uh, what was it, Ronge, 107? 108? The time left? Oh, uh, yeah. 1.8 seconds. 1.8 seconds. Yeah. He says in the, Scotty says in the documentary that if he'd given a chance to do it all over again, he would do the same thing, essentially. And he said it. He said it. Yeah. Okay. He said, I wish I hadn't happened, but I would have done it the same way. Yeah, my, my question would be, do you guys feel as though, and we're not Scottie Pippen, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but do you guys feel like he's being misrepresented in, in the doc? Because I don't. Personally, well, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know him, so maybe, but I, I have found myself actually having a greater deal of respect for Scottie Pippen throughout the documentary. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Because even with, uh, now I, I will say, uh, him quitting on his team and making Bill Cartwright cry, yeah, I mean, it's not, that, that broke my heart. But, uh, like, all the stuff, uh, a lot of it, he comes off, he's upset about the fact that he comes off as underpaid and frustrated. I think that was kind of part of it, but you, it, that never showed on the court when it came to Scottie Pippen. The guy worked his ass off. Uh, so, I had a ton of respect and even more respect the way that he's been portrayed, except for 1.8 seconds. I think the way it's portraying him is somebody who worked extremely hard, as you mentioned, but also had a couple of flaws. And he had a couple of moments in his career that, uh, unfortunately for him, helped define his career. So, for the most part, though, people really still love Scottie Pippen. Bulls fans still love him. They don't have any ill ill feelings toward him. It's kind of difficult to, considering they won with him and they won a ton. So I don't think he looks like a bad guy. I think he looks like somebody who made a couple of mistakes, emotional mistakes, in particular the one we're talking about, and after the fact felt bad that he had done it. It would be one thing if Cartwright gives that speech and says, Scotty, you let us all down. And he's like, man, screw you guys. Because I, I, I know how I feel, and I know that I should be the center of this team and the focal point of this team, but he didn't do that. What he said was... I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And then they went on to, you know, to, to finish things. So I, I don't really think he looks bad in this. He just looks like somebody who had a couple of hiccups in a really great career. Yeah, well, I felt like it was an insult. Which is fine. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, Maybe it's, he it's feels okay. differently. But I, I can imagine, though, that if you're watching this, you probably latch on to those things. Those criticisms of you. Those major criticisms sure. of you. Instead of paying attention to the other 90% of it, which has been right. largely good, I think. I think so, too. I mean, Michael Jordan early in the documentary said that I wouldn't have the amount of titles yeah. that I wound up having without Scottie Pippen. Right. Now, he was... I thought I thought the only part that was unfair to Scottie Pippen was when MJ called him selfish for not getting the surgery that, that oh, one yeah. year, and it was just MJ and, and Rodman for, I don't know, two weeks or whatever until Pippen came back, right? To me, you don't talk about, you know what you know what the contract was like for Scottie Pippen. 
you don't talk about another player's contract situation, and you don't talk about the injury. You don't talk about the injuries. If you come back on a broken leg and all that, you, you got a cracked femur and you're limping out on the court, you want to do that, that's fine. That's that's you, whatever. But if Pippen wants to have a certain surgery at a certain time, that's his body, man. That was the only time during the documentary where I'm like, okay, this 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 is coming off bad. And that, was, that wasn't a bad thing on Scottie Pippen. Yes, it was. He planned, that to, he planned it to do it at that time, just despite it. Even Phil, who, who is Zen master, said, you know what? Scottie was doing his thing. He, he did it when he needed to do it. He could have had the surgery earlier. He was he sending a message. Exactly. Which, was, which the message is not a great a team thing to do. Essentially, he quit on the team. Ipso facto. So Blake Snell can... Do his own thing, and Trevor Bauer can do his own thing, but Scottie Pippen can't. I don't recall those guys having surgeries during the middle of the season. Why do you keep coming back to an argument that you've been beaten on thousands of times already? Today, actually, we've beaten this horse a few times. I'm fine with the Scottie Pippen holding off on the, the surgery. The 1.8, that's an issue. You kick puppies yeah, a- and beat horses? Wow. Okay. You did, I, did I hear that right? No, you didn't hear either of those things. You did. Right. Ronji, did you hear that? I heard that. Wow. Nobody kicks puppies. Is it a dead horse, too? Of course it's a dead horse. It's a you, and you're just going to go beat it? No, the, the, yeah, the phrase. I mean, that this doesn't is... matter. It's it's glue anyway. Oh, Ronj, come on, man. Learning what? a lot about Do they still guy. do that or no? I don't know, but it's not. I do. I haven't been to Santa Anita lately, but Boy, they're having they were issues. dropping like flies out there. Again. Yeah. Anyways, so, so real quick, dropping yeah. like flies is okay. I mean, that's a living being, but beating a dead horse. That, yeah, that horses don't yeah, but the flies are dropping on their own. What about horse flies? Those hurt. They bite, man. Yeah. Is that okay to hit one of them? Yes. Yeah. If you clap above them, they fly right up into your hands. I learned at a scout camp when I was like 10. Golly. Is it true, though? Is, is it just something no, that they true. were We used to walk around. You. They were like on the pool deck, and we'd walk around, and we'd, you clap right above them, and they fly up into your hands, and you smash them. What? I swear, they bite, and it hurts like hell. What was the next thing you guys learned? Yeah. I'm really interested in this camp, actually. <laughs> Be- for another day. You guys, you guys thinking what I'm thinking, and that they probably just invented something, so the kids just went off and did, did their own yep. thing, yeah. and then the, yep. they leave us alone drink for a while. Yep. Work. Go clap mm-hmm. by those <laughs> yeah. flies. Yeah. I hate that. When do the horse flies come back this year? I'll show you guys. Was it Joey Vitale that was telling us? Probably. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's just perfect. Well, that yeah, was great answer, BT. Uh, but Joey was saying, you know, go go grab go grab a, a purple rock and put it on your head when you uh, when you got punched in the face or something. It'll be what? Yeah, I think I I missed that one. Joey was telling us that a purple if rock. His I think I think he was saying that his grandfather Let's go find a, a round rock, a round rock, round rock, perfectly round rock, and in that rock take garden. The pain away. Yeah. And it was just a distraction. Oh, yeah, so that's that, right. He just yeah. wanted him to go do busy work. Right. Like, here, untangle these lights, kid. Exactly. So that's, yeah, what, I get it. that's what they did for me. I remember that story. I don't think that was the case, man. We were all getting bit up at the pool, course, you know? Of course, you don't. Wow. You were being fooled. You just totally changed the outlook of my childhood. Thanks, man. <laughs> Somebody had to. All right. The Sports Six Pack is next in the Fast Lane with Chris Raji, PT. I'm Anthony Stalter. Sports Six Pack next. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Get your texts in at 65780. Answer the question. Answer the question. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer me. The Sports Six Pack. Refreshed by Schlafly Boomerang. A locally crafted spritz with only 90 calories. 
Over under for sports six pack five and a half. Five and a half over under today. Uh, we're going over. Taking we got over. nine minutes. I'll take the under. I'll take the over. I think we over. get to all six. Yeah, you've been Meet on fire go. lately. Meet go. Question number one. Hey, did you guys watch KBO baseball hey, this uh, morning? So hey, 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 hey. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. Some mean and nasty things to you guys today. Oh, How often have you had people just be relentless and kind of ruthless? Like Ronge? What, wait, what's the question? Oh, my gosh, Ronge. People were people talking over been the beginning. ruthless and relentless on social media, the text line. Do you have it happen often? Yeah, every day. All the time. What about it? Well, the the idea, Booger McFarland uh, was asked about it. He's obviously out of Monday Night Football now. And he was talking about the hate in general. And basically it said it comes with the job. I don't think people realize how much hate comes with this job. Now, there's great things that come with the job also. Uh, the text line, Ronge mentioned it. We got called morons and what else? Idiots. Idiots earlier. I don't even I don't even look at Twitter during a baseball game when I'm calling that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would not oh, if I were you. Oh, dude, it's got some stank on it. And, and people aren't afraid to tag in it either. I certainly don't go look for my name. <laughs> I used to I used to write for a blog and oh. that uh, they're vicious. So, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, so the, I, I wrote for I, wrote, I used to write an NFL column for the Washington Post. What? Those people are smart and vicious. When did you do that? 2010? Did you get fired? 2009? No. They just didn't re-crack your contract. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the blog. <laughs> well, it's called the leak. We fixed the glitch. So what did they say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe I'll... Was maybe it big I'll, words that they would throw out? It was big out? words. It was... It, you it look wasn't, up the insults? It wasn't just idiots and it, it, you're an moron. idiot moron. It was like a, a, a systematic breakdown God, of how man. how few brain cells I have. Yeah. So anyways, uh, to your question, yeah, Happens every single day in BTM with you, I wouldn't I wouldn't look that up during a Cardinals game either. I don't know what they're saying, but they're not it nice. can't be nice. I mean, some people are. And by the way, most of you on the text line are great, and please keep them coming. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Uh, and it is Feel Good Friday. If you wanted to sneak in yeah, a, couple a little something nice, sure. we would really appreciate something you. like that. Uh, and a lot of... T- uh, Followers on Twitter are like super nice and, and like overly nice. I wish I got back to like all of them, but I feel like if I, if I only answer the nice ones and then don't answer the mean ones, I just kind of stay away a lot of times. I usually answer all. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Right. If you're me, if you're mean to me, if you've ever been kind of mean to me on Twitter, I've responded. Yeah, me too. I like so, it. Hey. Ronji, I feel like you you dive I a, into a debate though. I don't. I just like, hey, listen. It depends, I get it. Now that depends on how bored I am in the moment. Okay, that's and fair. I do have a lot of boredom sometimes. So yeah, hey, especially what now. else am I going to do right now? Yeah, you're not drinking either, are you? No, dude. You know what I did? Be the math. Some bets though. Listen, listen, guys. This is this is a true story. I'm almost positive. There's a very good Tell chance. The long version. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is more important than getting the over. <laughs> Nothing no, is no, more important no, than no, getting no, the over. <laughs> you don't bet. <laughs> All right. I've done the math here. There's a very good chance that now I've gone two months without tying one on, okay? Without having a good, you know, drinking session, right? Oh, two yeah, months. Right, right. Drinking. Okay. This is the, f- I'm pretty sure this is the first time that I've gone a two month stretch since the Bulls only had five championships. Really? I'm serious about this well, okay, because why, because we're why? talking about college, and then I ju- just out of college, and I didn't go t- a two month stretch without going out with friends. 
you know, after college and then moving to Chicago and everybody drinks up there all the damn time because they're alcoholics. And that was 14 years of that. And then I came back here and did it at least every other weekend or something. Okay. Like it's, I mean, I'm saying it's been a good. How much have you left your apartment? Lately, well, no, no, I'm saying is now it's been two months since I've done any of that. Right. And this is the first time I've had a two-month stretch of that since the Bulls uh, were on their way to their sixth championship. I'm just asking you, how much have you left your apartment, period? Oh, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll get out every now and then. There's a coffee shop a little bit away. I'll walk to it and get something, and they do a nice little Comet Coffee. And uh, it's it's a it's a hike, but I like to go over there and get it, and they'll put it outside in a little counter, and you walk up and grab it and leave. Okay. Why would they make uh, you hike for it? I don't understand that. Well, it's like a mile away. Yeah, he's saying it's like legit a mile away. Sense. Question number two. Already. Question number two. So it is a feel good Friday. This isn't a question. I guess. It- what is one compliment you can give each one of your fast lane co-hosts? I think we've flown out a few already. Uh. Okay, let's see here. BT, I love your quick humor. Thank you, Anthony. It is, it cuts through you like a knife sometimes. It's like a jab. It's like a quick jab. Thank like you. a Mike Tyson jab? I was talking about left hook. He's got a vicious left hook. All right, never mind. Yeah, Thousand picture okay. is despicable. So, BT, love your humor. Quick jab. Thank you. Ranji, I love your defense. It's fantastic. You're patient in any debate. You think things through. You usually have a reasonable take. Even if I disagree with it, it's well thought out. Thought out. Yeah. So I appreciate your defense. Me, you're the try, try hard guy. You work hard. You grind every single day. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Your work ethic, unparalleled. And you're creative. Thank you. You come up with a lot of good things. Thank you. All those are good things. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Do we all have to go? Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have to. All right, we'll save some others for later. You know what? We can all go if we want to. We'll go then. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. to the tax line, whether you agree or disagree, thank you for being a part of the show. And I mean that. So one text, here's a, a recent text we got, actually, say? from the 573. Uh, guys, if I call you... Uh, D words, um, F words, S words, and A words. Just know that it's done <laughs> out of tough love. Perfect. F I appreciate words, that. S words Thank and you. A words. I, nice. As long as you're saying something, you're with us. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Yeah. In all seriousness. Yeah. Question number three. Oh, I just go and that's it. I, yeah, I, no, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was okay. it. We just yeah, wanted to hear from the new guy. I really I thought. Really I really good. thought about all no, those. We all I was know very how we genuine. feel about each other. You're okay, new. we don't we need wanted to say it. it. You know, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You really, it was very Thanks surface. So. Appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. Surface yeah. stuff. Love you too. Appreciate it. Surface stuff. Yeah, kind of was. I think it's kind of fluff, maybe too. You know, oh yeah, a little fluff piece there. Whatever. Like I'm watching a documentary with this guy. Why have we not heard from? Any of the player representatives with the Players Union, Andrew Miller, some of those names. We hear from Blake Snell, Bryce Harper, Trevor Bauer, 
One nothing from those guys. Yeah. And we Andrew did hear Miller. from Miller. He yeah. was interviewed. Um, Bob Nightingale prominently yeah. in a piece. I, and and week, uh, right? Jesse Rogers, too, I think. Yeah, Jesse. That's who it was. Uh, so, yeah. Those guys, you're hearing from them, but it's just more measured. It's not the random on Twitch, uh, I say some things that maybe I end up regretting a little bit if you're Snell. Maybe you don't. I, I don't know. But I think that the union and the reps have done a really good job of trying to keep things as in-house as possible and answering questions if it's in an interview as business-like as possible. They've done a really good job with that aspect of it. We'll see if it gets uglier, but these guys don't have to come out and talk to us. Like This this is not about us. It's about those two. It's about the union and it's about the owners coming to some sort of an agreement. So, personally, unless he wants to come on the show, we'd love to have Andrew Miller on, but we don't need to... You guys figure it out, and then let's all talk when, when we're done. Question number four. This texter uh, mentions, obviously, baseball. M- uh, many other sports are mental games. How much do players use psychologists and things like that to kind of get a grasp on that mental side of the game? I feel like that is happening a lot more now than it used to happen. I think even when I first came up, it was kind of like a, a sign of like weakness. If, in fact, you were going to see a, a psychologist or if you were talking about it. Now, it's another tool. It's another weapon. And it's it's another way to unlock things. I'll tell you right now, I wish I talked to somebody when I was playing. Like I wish that I could get somebody that could channel that blackout rage that I had all the time and actually maybe get me to start thinking about something good instead of uh, uh, everything dark when I when I was pitching and when I was upset. So I, I think it's more of a tool than it ever has been. I think it's more important now than it ever has been too. Man, players hear crap from all over. We're just talking about Twitter and text lines and stuff. There is negative all over the place, man. If you can have somebody to help you get focused, that's a great thing. And some Question teams, number five, Whoa, some teams employ he's them. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Hold Sorry. on, bro. Uh, uh, this just a quick thought. No, some no, teams. Go ahead. Say hold on, real quick, real quick. Some teams have them, and those psychologists are like travel, or they'll they'll be available in the dugout before the game. They're always around, but not all teams do it. Thanks, Ron. She just ruined everything. We should here. break. No, I didn't go. Um, not nah. getting to six. I'll tell you that. Growing up, when your parents said, "Hey, go mow the yard. Go do this. Go do that outside." You're probably like, what the hell? I don't want to do this. Why do I have to do this? Do you guys find that kind of stuff enjoyable now? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I enjoy being outside and working on the lawn or working on the landscaping or fixing stuff, even if I don't know how to do it. Redoing the research behind it. Yes. I'm all in. By the way, YouTube. It's got to be my own house. How about a research, uh, like YouTube as a just research fact. You can learn how to do anything. I can learn how to build whatever I want. There's a YouTube video there. I do. I enjoy that. I enjoy doing a, a garden with the family, stuff around the house, whatever it is. Uh, the new laundry room that we did a couple, uh, about a month and a half ago now. That's not fun, man. I, I don't have a lawn. So I don't have to worry about it. So Question number six. It. What? I think we're done, man. Yeah, no, no, we got one more. Question number Damn. six. Uh, guys, what do we do after we the, about the clock? What do we do after the last dance? Oh, hey, we're out of. Are we out of time? We'll oh, address man. that. Good, good call. Next in the fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. Under hits. Chris Ranja, you said that, uh, I think, uh, and BT, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that you're going to cry on Sunday night. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am going to cry. I think I think it's going to be a very emotional night for me. And I don't know if it's uh, because of the fact there are no live sports to watch. What do you mean, oh. NASCAR Darlington? That's true. Woo-hoo! Oh, can we, we all have a we all have a can race? we have a dri- can we have a driver? In a minute. Dri- okay, Ronji, yes. go, go ahead. Tell everybody why you're crying. As I was saying, we don't have any sports right now. NASCAR and because, Darlington. And and. Uh, Again, as I was saying, we don't have any sports right now. And uh, because of that, this was something that with the nostalgia coupled in, because I I mean, this was uh, for me going back to the early 90s and then all the way through that entire run, that decade of basketball and how much it affected me and and uh, anybody who loved sports at the time. To revisit all of that and to hear some stories that I had not heard or to hear the stories I'd already heard a second time from the players who were involved and the people involved. This has been a very comforting thing every Sunday night for the last several weeks to know the last dance is there, to know you're going to get a couple of episodes. And, um, you know, for me, being a Bulls fan and watching all of these things happen, I feel like I'm watching the playoff series happen and the games happen live in front of me. It's just, for me, it's going to be a really sad day when it's all over. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with myself because it was something to look forward to. This has filled the gap for me on Sunday nights being able to watch this documentary. NASCAR, darling, then. I'm sorry, Ronge. You don't feel that way? No, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry well, that... What's going to fill this gap? That's what I'm, yeah, someone's got to fill this gap. Something, big can, boy. Something. Do you have Netflix? I do, man, but it's not the same. You watch Waco yet? I'm on the third. I did. I'm I on did the third watch episode. It. I did too. You watched it's the whole good. thing? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep, yeah. it's good. With We're our boy uh, Riggins. Who? Who's Riggins? Riggins. It's Varsity Blues. Thank man. you, mate. Or not Varsity Blues, uh, Friday no. Night Lights. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Friday Night Lights. Why not got there yet? Is he a main character? Friday no. Night Lights? Uh... Friday Night Lights, he used he was Riggins in Friday Night Lights. He's Which now, one is he? Is he David he's the main, Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You know, Friday Night Lights was one that I started, mm-hmm. and then I went to the field one day, and my wife watched the whole whole season, so then we stopped. Really? Well, I stopped. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. rough. You're watching she something else now, in Kansas City, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, what else are you watching? I'm watching NASCAR. Are you kidding me? No, you're not. What yes, else? I am. Well, you are, but what are you going to? But you oh, just... The Office. There you go. Yeah, I started watching that. Hey, yeah. look, I'm in. I'm in. in. I'm Good. on episode one right now. It's still like uh, episode, oh no, season one, episode like 12 or 13. I'm digging it. This is my kind of humor, actually. I like this. I don't like Seinfeld. On like I've tried a couple times, and Ronj, I know that's, a, that's your honey hole. I like but Office Seinfeld. Space I can get into. Office Space. Uh, totally different. The, the office. office. That's what I said. I like both. <laughs> I Which lo- is interesting because of my understand. I didn't watch a lot of The Office at all, um, but it's kind of similar humor, isn't it, or similar style? I think Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, yes, Seinfeld's probably a little more, more dry and um, a, a little bit more. I don't know. The Office. The Office is it got more characters. Like if if Kramer were multiple characters, it, like that's that's on The Office. But there are a lot of weirdos in Seinfeld. Yeah. The, 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 I'll tell you this: the first few seasons of Seinfeld are just not good. I just like two, three seasons in. Eh, it, it really starts to get good once you get about halfway through. Once George gets good. Once George like almost becomes the star, where he's psychotic. Yes. Hey, by the way, R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. 
Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. We didn't even talk about Two that. Days Two yeah. days ago? You didn't know about this? No. Yeah. Where the hell have you been? We should have played Alive or Dead. Ah, mm. in the, here in the studio? Ron, how did you not take him in your actor draft? He's awesome. Oh, he is Once. good. All right. I didn't know he passed away. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Arthur Spooner. He's awesome, man. Arthur oh, yeah, Spooner. you're a King of Queens guy. Me Arthur too. Meade. Yeah. Do we just that's, become that's, best that's, friends? That's exactly, that, for yeah. the two of you, that's exactly your humor. I'm shocked that you love Kevin James. <laughs> Oh, first of all, the King of Queens is funny. Yes. Yeah, no, it's good. It's not it's not Seinfeld's yeah. or The Office, not even close. This isn't a Daniel Day Lewis production. No, but, but it's but King of Queens is funny. I'm I got your back on Thank that. You. Thank now, you. There is NASCAR. You uh, know why Meat likes Kevin James? Because I, he's an athletic fat guy. He is an athletic fat yeah. guy. Yeah, sure. Wasn't he was he a college football or wrestler? Something right? I think Kevin f- James. I think it was football. He used to be an yeah. athletic fat guy. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so there's NASCAR this weekend in in Darlington. In Darlington. Oh. And we're all going to have drivers. Sunday, yeah, of course Sunday. we have drivers. We're, all, we're in on this. We're all going to have drivers that we root for. And BT, I've never, I've never seen this puppy in action. No. I've only heard it through my through my radio and got into my ear hole. Right. I can't wait to watch this. Root for bet on. You better make your Either picks way. fast. We got a wheel here. We got a wheel. We got to hurry up. We got to go to Darlington. This one is for Ronch. Ronch, I'm spinning for you. Okay. You've got a racer. It is Martin Truex Jr. 15 right. to 2 odds. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr. for Ronch. Truex? Yeah, Real. Truex. Real. Real. Who the hell is that? Anthony Stalter, this is yours. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. You got Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Okay. Elliott. Right. At 10 to 1. Elliott meet. with one T, by the way. Elliott. Give me something good. Give me something good. Oh! Kurt Bush, friend of the Bush. show. Oh, he was on Kurt today. Bush. 22 right. to 1 odds. If you got his brother, Kyle, he's the front, uh, front runner. We'll write these down. Doubtful. And my pony that I'm picking it at Darlington. You going to ride that pony? Brad oh, Keselowski. Of course. Of course. To one odds. <laughs> of course, Brad gets in. the solid driver. Thank you. They can all drive. Anthony, it's not NASCAR. Well, not all of them. Most of them. Not all of them. Well, yeah, Dale Earnhardt's not on that list. All right, very quickly, BT, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned, Anthony, you're a way better dancer than I have ever given you credit for. We Thank did you. True or Poo, you broke it down the whole time, and I think you liked it. I did. Ronch. I'm going to tell you a thing I learned in the last 24 hours. Major League, the edited version on AMC, absolutely sucks. Don't it, watch it. Just watch the real thing without uh, the edits. Well done. Oh, my God. This guy here is dead. I think they cut that out because it was too much, you know. forget that. No, I'm out. Me? Tell you what, you guys are motivating me. I look behind the curtains. Anthony and BT have been getting their workout on. They're getting their pump. They're getting swole in the studio during the commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to join you guys next week. You're probably not going to join? Yeah, probably. Probably not. I don't work out. Bad attitude. Yeah, me neither. I'll I'll be in there, but I'll I'll watch you guys do it. And what I learned was that Meat was uh, is a king of queen fan. You bet I am. King of Queens. It's, a it's shame. such it's a fantastic. good show. It's, it's really a great show. It's, it's simple, fine. but it's great. It is simple. Solid though. All right. You can listen to the podcast of the show today, The Fast Lane, on 101ESPN.com. Shows on demand tab right there, The Fast Lane. Hear everything from today. Coming up next. Play Gloria, Blues run of the Stanley Cup. It's game four of the Western Conference Finals, starting with Chris Kerber and some insights behind the scenes next on 101 ESPN.